5: and uh it's always an honor to be with you if my voice sounds a little bit different um if you have had any of uh the little pesky bugs that have been going around you know exactly what i may be talking about this this afternoon no i'm not trying to sound like dennis prager uh on our program today however i have the greatest utmost respect for Dennis. In fact, I'm going to be standing in for Dennis's behalf tonight. And right off the top of the show, I want to tell you that there is a free movie screening tonight of uh, his film, Dennis Prager's film. Of course, Dennis is our one of our one of my colleagues uh who I greatly respect and he is one of our national uh program hosts uh... Um, for the salem network and uh... his movie that he has put together with uh... adam Carolla, no safe places we have an absolutely free showing tonight now when i say a free showing uh... this movie in our area is going to be hitting the theaters uh... about november the eighth, but we have a free showing tonight however you have to have uh, reservations uh... to be able to see the free showing now what is no safe zones Well, you may or may not be aware of what's happening on many of our college campuses you may not be aware of what's happening with free speech so tonight you're going to see if you want to join us for free and be my guest you're going to see what's happening in america what's happening on our university campuses for some of you who are parents or grandparents if you want to put together some of the pieces of what you are seeing uh, with some of your children and grandchildren after they have uh, attended a semester or two at a, at a secular college or university, um, I want to tell you that the film premiered uh, in Phoenix, Arizona last night, and uh, it ended up being the number two grossing documentary film at a movie theater ever. Now, I'm going to tell you that this, this is absolutely rocking the left. I'll give you an example. I don't know if it was an error on my part or if it was something else, but about uh, at noon today, I tried to go to the website uh, using Google, and I could not go to the No Safe Places website. It wouldn't take me there. Some of you know that there's another search engine called, uh, what is it, DuckGo or something along that line, Uh, DuckDuckGo, and uh, I went to the website very quickly. So keep in mind that uh, Dennis, who also has PragerU, which is a compilation of uh, five-minute videos uh, that certainly are speaking to uh, what we, uh, on the right, Uh, believe are uh, very um, uh, serious attacks to free speech and to what's happening here so did you use google
6: i sure did i'm on it right now all
5: right well jose is on it right now maybe it was something to do with my smartphone but quite frankly the way my head has been feeling the last couple of days uh jose's probably already discounted that to say that he didn't put it in right Uh, Because he has to deal with me on a full-time basis. But um, now let me tell you how this works. Um, We still have some seats. I just talked to uh, Zulie Rodriguez, who is in charge of uh, all of our public relations. In fact, she's on her way to the theater now. It's going to be at the Brandon 24 Theater tonight. The doors open at 6. The movie will start at 7. I will be hosting the movie tonight and look forward to seeing you there. Uh, we're going to have a slight introduction to the movie. And then after the movie concludes, I will be um, hosting a Q&A session. And uh, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on. But if you'd like to get your tickets, you must go to our website at letstalkfaith.com. Letstalkfaith.com you'll see the banner, just click on the banner, add for no safe zones, scroll down to the bottom, and do this, uh, you're gonna have to print the tickets out. You cannot just uh, have them on your phone, you've gotta have a paper copy, so make sure you go to a PC uh, when you do this, and uh, what you want to do is uh, scroll all the way down, it says print tickets here, uh, a couple of steps in that, and then um, you can get the number of tickets uh, that you want. Yes, Jose. So
6: that's no safe spaces, no safe spaces um, I'm kinda wondering will they allow people to walk up and buy tickets right
5: there at the box office? No, there's no buying. This is complimentary. Gotcha, gotcha. We gotcha. are we are hosting this film um, on behalf of Dennis Prager and uh, And Adam uh, and so uh, there is no charge it is free but you gotta go but you've got to go to our website com. and by the way if you go to the other website which I found earlier today's showing is not even posted because this is an advanced screening yep you're going to have an opportunity to see something that's going to be quite the conversation in the days ahead Uh, Dennis uh, Dennis and Adam Carolla have been on uh, Fox a couple times Uh, Dennis was, uh, I believe, on with Pat Robertson with the 700 Club this morning, and uh, once this uh, gets rolling out, it's going to be quite the conversation, and uh, the left is not going to be happy about this movie at all. They're already not happy, but as it gets to be more, um, more widespread, and moms and dads and parents are getting a chance to see what's happening, you will not believe what happens in a safe zone at a university or a college and that's because especially if someone like me were to go to speak at a college from a biblical worldview or a conservative worldview uh... i could probably get away with it because i'm not nationally known but i want to tell you that um... there is a feeling now among academics that uh... universities are not a place for free speech universities are not a a place where uh, we test various ideas and um, no it is either you believe the way we believe on the left or we're going to run you out of town you're not going to be a professor you know by the way if i hear anything conservative i can go to a special place
6: (laughs) on the campus
5: (laughs) where it's a quiet safe zone so i can Mend my emotions. Now, <laughs> you may think that I'm kidding about all of this. I'm not. And uh, Dennis Prager will tell you that he's not kidding. So uh, here's my invitation. Uh, keep in mind on these free screenings that I suggest that you come early. Yep. Uh, the door is open at 6. Uh, and, in fact, a little programming note that uh, I will be uh, departing from our station here in the West Shore area at 5 o'clock. Uh, I think my colleague Jay Sekulow he will be along at the five o'clock hour and we will be uh, letting you hear from his uh, reporting today of the issues before the nation so that will be in the five o'clock hour because as you can imagine I've got a hop in, in our we call it the toaster uh, the toaster <laughs> is our WTVN van that little short high thing so we think it looks like a Toaster, So I'm going to be manning the toaster and see how long it takes for me to get to the Brandon 24 movies. And by the way, that theater is located just off uh, I-75, Highway 60. Uh, it's to the east side, and it's on the northeast corner of that intersection. There's a shopping plaza there. You have to go to the back. But again, the easiest thing to do is go to Let's dot com. Let's Talk dot com. Go down, print out your tickets. If you can rearrange your schedule for tonight... Uh, I think this is a, a very important uh, cultural moment uh, in America, and I hope that uh, you will join me there. It'll be cool, I think. It will be. Take it some will,
6: pictures while you're it there. It will
5: be very cool. It will be very, very cool. And so, and by the way, if you know, uh, especially anyone out in Brandon or anyone who um, is uh, especially, uh, in, you know, important about free speech and uh, the First Amendment, You're going to see things that you would swear, you don't swear, but uh, uh, you would attest that uh, these things don't happen. This is not happening. Yes, it is happening. And so um, we'll share more about that. Now, about today's program, um, coming up uh, in just a few moments, bottom of the hour, I'm excited because Carolyn McGuire is going to be joining me, and uh, she has written a new book. why uh, why will no one play with me now if you have a son or a daughter or a grandson or granddaughter niece or nephew and uh, you know today especially how kids are getting with you know withdrawn within themselves a lot of issues out there with ADHD and kids that are having a hard time fitting in socially and then we see some of the extreme aspects of that when kids try to either cut themselves or kids are uh, are doing something very foolish like trying to show off by bringing a firearm to school well carolyn mcguire has written a book that we're going to be talking about at the bottom of the hour uh... why will no one play with me and she's uh, this book's got some answers it's got some hope it's got some encouragement to, for parents And uh, we'll be talking to her at the bottom of this hour. Then, uh, Robert Smith is going to be joining me again, and uh, he is with Thriving Financial. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about a question. This is in the 4 o'clock hour. I'll just tell you now, it's going to be about half past the hour in the 4 o'clock hour. Um, There are some sensitive topics out there when it comes to uh, someone's personal finances that uh, a lot of times they don't feel real comfortable to talk about and uh, a lot of people it's amazing that as they get older they they don't have um, any plans for their funeral they don't have any plans for the financing of the funeral or the plot Uh, they um, certainly just aren't ready because we are living longer And this is what we were talking about last week and continuing to talk about it today uh, with uh, Robert Smith, and that is the development of a longevity plan. So we'll cover that today on the Bill Bunkley Show. Pardon me just a minute because with uh, with my throat, Almost made it to the break. But, um, hey, going to take a a quick timeout. The phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Reminding you that uh, we are on live today from uh, 3 to 5, only because I'll be heading out to Brandon. Hey, why don't you call, email, text a friend and ask them if they have ever uh, tuned into the Bill Bunkley Show? You can listen live right now on the internet at Letstalkfaith dot com. dot com. Click on the Listen Now button. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Glad to have you on board. I will be right back.
1: Weekday mornings at six. Join Pastor Steve
2: Kreloff for Verse by Verse. See the holiness of God. Look at the holiness of God. You look at the holiness of God and the purity of Jesus Christ, the purity of God the Father, God the Spirit, and you will hate your sin.
1: Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff, weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com.
7: Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? With a company who wants you for your life skills as well as your job skills? Find a career you can believe in. Find your true calling at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings in the Christian sector. Get connected with outstanding employers that share your values and understand there's more to you than what's in your resume.
8: I've always wanted to focus my energies in the Christian community because, to me...
5: Bill Bunkley here. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Going to continue to get the word out. Um, the theater is uh, just about full, uh, according to Zuli. But I that's want quick. to, uh, i well, that's been filling up all weekend. That's cool. Uh, but I want to tell you that if you would like to join me tonight for the No Safe Spaces movie um, with my colleague Dennis Prager, Adam Carolla. Uh, On the erosion of the free speech, a First Amendment on college campuses, you will absolutely be blown away. If you can uh, be at the Brandon AMC Theaters, uh, just off I-75 and 60, Uh, the doors will be opening at uh, 6 the movie will begin shortly after seven o'clock. It is an absolutely free movie tonight. Now, this is going to be opening on several theaters here across uh, central Florida on uh, I believe November the eighth so uh, if you can rearrange your schedule and uh, get to a Brandon this afternoon, uh, I want you to to be my guest. I will be there introducing the movie plus we'll be taking some questions. Uh, you will be blown away now you must have a printed ticket again a printed ticket Uh, go right now to letstalkfake.com letstalkfake.com on on a pc or at least a cell phone where you can print Uh, go to the uh, letstalkfake.com click on the banner for the movie um no safe places Um, no, yes, no safe places, and uh, print out, uh, register, print out your tickets, and bring uh, the paper tickets with you. You must have them with you. Now, we're going to be covering this uh, in detail. In fact, we're going to hear from the President of the United States, but um, late Saturday night, as uh, this was unfolding, uh, the fact that the leader of uh the most ruthless terrorist organization that we know of in modern times uh, that is ISIS that uh we got a tip where he was uh, where he was hiding and uh thanks to uh several members of our um armed forces um special operations they pulled off an absolutely meticulous operation in northeast syria in a place where he wasn't expected to necessarily have been hiding but they've been tracking him for a full uh three or four weeks but this is uh if you you know osama bin laden was uh was a, a banner individual because of his brazen attack on some of the most iconic structures in america um and uh, I would never minimize the not only the men and women who perished in those uh, unthinkable attacks, plus the first responders who bravely went in, many first responders that are still suffering today. But I want to put uh, this weekend's um, uh, situation in, into, into context. When you look at the widespread terrorist Uh, activities, damage, uh, murders, tortures, rapes, uh, separating uh, children, uh, forcing children away from their moms uh, after they've already taken their dads and forced them into uh, servicing and sex slaves to the ISIS warriors. You talk about uh, what ISIS has done, and I, uh, and in fact, we're going to be talking to Tom Adama tomorrow, um, who uh, was my host when I was uh, in Lebanon. And I had a chance to meet with uh, several of these moms and the little children uh, through the Ministry of Heart for Lebanon. And so uh, I can tell you that because of my life experience, I have a, a real emotional connection to what happened yesterday and a realization of the tens of thousands if not millions of people whose lives were brutally interrupted in one way or another by abu bakar al Baghdadi. he was the head of isis um and we'll talk about uh more of his demise uh, coming up in the four o'clock hour when we have our answer stations that are joining us but um what uh what that symbolizes is um A very, very huge development. Now, I want to be clear, for those of us that have been praying for peace for Jerusalem, peace for Jerusalem, peace in that area, that, uh, look, um, we're not going to be eradicating terrorism. And probably ISIS, as we know it, uh, certainly has been dealt a, a large setback. Now, uh, I have reason to believe that um, it hasn't been uh, totally announced yet, but we may have, uh, there are other people, um, when we went into this compound, and um, we'll, uh, we'll explain to you why the president was very graphic in his press conference Sunday. His graphicness about what happened in the final moments of uh, Baghdadi's life was not for American consumption that was for consumption of uh, all of those uh... in the middle east area in that theater uh, because bravery honor i mentioned to you before uh... whether someone stands strong or they retreat that uh, speaks volumes in terms of interpretation uh, speaks volumes in terms of uh, how people process uh, folks in that area so as uh we thank the lord that uh this absolutely uh this monster uh has finally been um uh, eradicated uh make no mistake about it there is a network he was trying to rebuild the network uh he they picked up communication that uh now that the united states had pulled out of that safe zone We've heard about the number of ISIS fighters that are in those jails. Uh, It was, uh, my understanding, in part of the communication from uh, Baghdadi to uh, the folks that were out in the field, they were planning to be able to um, either spring those people or, when they got out of jail, to to re-coordinate with them. And it was uh, his communication that was picked up by our intelligence folks, as I understand, it, among other uh, areas that it was confirmed. And so um, even though he is gone, we need to continue to pray because there are lieutenants. And he was in the area of uh, known area for Al Qaeda and other groups speculation is now that obviously all the cell phones everything that uh, they were using uh, as soon as word got out that Baghdadi was killed all of those have been thrown away because they're not foolish enough to be talking in some of the same ways that they were before but pray because there's now a vacuum and just like when we moved out of the safe zone when you have a terrorist uh, leader like uh, Baghdadi Uh, There are others waiting in the wings. I don't know that ISIS will be reconstituted uh, like they were before, but uh, there's some speculation that uh, the remaining folks may do some alliances with uh, some of the other terrorist organizations. So continue to pray for that area. Coming up next, why no one, why will no one play with me? Don't go away. Important story. Author up next.
10: With S R N News, I'm John Scott. The Pentagon has awarded Microsoft a ten billion dollar cloud computing contract, snubbing early front rudder Amazon, bidding for that huge contract known as the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure or JEDI, pitted leading tech titans against one another. In Southern California, Los Angeles Fire Department Captain Eric Scott says about 3,300 homes are threatened in the Mountain Gate and Mandeville Canyon areas. That fire burning in wine country north of San Francisco has destroyed 94 buildings thus far and is threatening 80,000 more structures. The European Union agreeing to delay Brexit until January 31st of next year. Opening statements and testimony underway before a Missouri Administrative Hearing Commission over state efforts to revoke uh, the license of Missouri's only abortion clinic. This is SRN News.
3: The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media.
11: Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Since I was 18 years old and a copy boy at the NBC News Bureau in Washington, I wanted to be a journalist. I worked then with real reporters with newspaper or wire service backgrounds, watching them not only cover news, but dig out information of use to the public. I saw it not only as a profession, but a high calling. Today's so-called journalism is nothing like that, It plays off Twitter feeds, rumor, leaks, innuendo, unsubstantiated allegations, and even made-up stories that suit the political agenda of the media. It ought to be an embarrassment, but like so much in our culture, embarrassment has gone the way of the record player. Don't they realize they're contributing to their own demise? Look at the ratings. Look at newspaper subscriptions. They make excuses about the Internet, but poll after poll shows a large majority of Americans no longer trust the media that includes hollywood whose people regularly call for more gun control and then load up their pictures with multiple shootings media hypocrisy lives but they don't seem to care it's a tragedy i'm cal thomas
12: Is this really going to work?
9: Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members
13: shared all our bills.
12: And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a
14: real community. MediShare is is a family, a group of people that... Stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without Medishare.
12: It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you 855 90 Bible. That's 855 90 Bible. 855 90
15: Bible. Tonight at the AMC Regency 20 in Brandon.
13: You have the right to remain silent.
15: Join the Salem Media Group for an exclusive Bay Area screening of No Safe Spaces with Adam Carolla. The only way we separate the good ideas
3: from the bad ideas is to be free to say whatever we want about them. And Dennis Prager.
4: This is why we're fighting for the soul of America. Doors open at 6, feature
15: begins at 7. Q&A to follow. Register for your free tickets at theanswer.tampa.com. <coughs>
5: here we're back. Bill here. Four lines Buckley here. Phone lines open at 877-943-9673. Reminding you that uh, I will be there hosting that absolutely free event at the Brandon 24 Theaters. You just uh, heard that spot uh, with our operations manager. Uh, Joe Weaver, and uh, want to tell you that uh, the tickets are going very fast. It's very free. It is the new movie with Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager, No Safe Places. It uh, premiered last night in uh, in Phoenix and uh, ended up being the number two grossing movie ever for a documentary on the first night. Now these tickets are free. You are going to be our guest tonight, but it is limited to the number of seats in the theater. If you want to join me, I'll be leaving uh, here early at 5 o'clock to be in Brandon. I will uh, introduce the film, plus we'll take some Q&As after the fact, and this is about uh, what's happening on our college campuses today as it comes to conservative free speech. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you have a son or a daughter, a grandson or a granddaughter, or a niece or a nephew, but do you know of uh, one of your relatives? And um, the child, the teenager, is is just feeling lonely at school. Also has a little bit of a challenge in making friends. You know, by the way, Mom or Dad, are you losing sleep over it? Well, we may have some answers this afternoon. I certainly have a book that I'm recommending. The book is Why Will No One Play With Me by Caroline McGuire, and uh, she is my guest, and uh, I want to tell you that she is a passionate personal coach, author, teacher, and a speaker whose work has inspired important conversations about social skills at elementary and middle schools and in homes all across the land. Uh, she believes all children can shine. Her work is very critical to parents everywhere who support children with you might not have heard this term before executive function challenges struggling to show their best selves now she also has uh, been there for a lot of families with children with adhd and uh, you know there are times when there are struggles uh, in that group to fit into uh, what's happening uh, in the world around them and uh Uh, Caroline McGuire has been a resource for many journalists as well as uh, leading ADHD organizations and she's been in many publications and uh, she has been a friend to so many families uh, because they thought maybe they were at a dead end and she's got some answers today uh, to help us with and Caroline McGuire good to have you with us this afternoon.
13: Thank you so much. Uh, you can add also a person who listens to talk radio all the time,
5: but up here in Massachusetts. Well, uh, oh, in Massachusetts, that's an extra plus for you. That's that's very good. But, uh, hey, thanks for being with us today. And I want to tell you, I've been looking forward to having a conversation with you. Um, uh, professionally, you are an author and you're a coach uh, for children with ADHD and, and some other social situations. How did your expertise, how did you get uh, led to write this book, Uh, Why Will No One Play With Me?
13: Uh, So what happened was that I had... The experience when I was first working 15 years ago with kids where I just found so many kids are awkward or shy um, or they are um, really struggling and that parents had like no one to turn to. You know, if you have certain diagnoses, you get help in school. You probably need more help and you probably still need why will no one play with me, but you do at least get some help. But so many parents, they don't have anywhere to turn. And I had this little boy who asked me why no one would play with him. And, you know, it was one of those moments as an adult where you don't really have a great answer. You're not, you're not smooth, but, um, it started me thinking about the fact that if I could create a guide that would help parents know what professionals know, you know, when do you intervene, when do you hold back, why do I, why is this important, do I wait, all those things, then I could give them something that was like really jargon free, and it would really help you know, millions and millions of kids. So I, I started working on this project um, of just finding the knowledge and the information and trying these methods 15 years ago because I, I just I couldn't stand how all these kids were just struggling and there were no answers for them.
5: Let me ask you a question, uh, Caroline McGuire. You know, only God knows the number of kids that are out there, and I mean, it's a large number. And part of especially um, in when you get to middle school, man, they're trying to make friends. It's important to be accepted. And I I'm getting up there in age, but I certainly remembered that when I was going from elementary school to middle school. But we're talking about uh, some of the some of the just precious kids that are out there. Something gets in the way. What is lacking in some of these kids that needs the understanding of all of us? What is that that gets in their way to accomplish making friends and fitting in?
13: Well, it's really about the brain. So. Um, obviously parents model social skills, and that's super important, but some kids just don't pick it up. And we all have that uncle we avoid at Thanksgiving. We all know the adult who checks your information on the cell phone and, like, corrects you. You know, we know these people. We work with these people. And what it, it all goes back to what's called the executive functions. It's the management system of the brain, the process that helps you organize, uh, pay attention, read the room and filter information and hold back and so it's really a brain-based thing and for a lot of kids their parents are trying their parents are spending from the moment they get off the bus until bedtime talking about you know how hard things are for them but their parents don't have a playbook yet because they don't know exactly what to do. So they're kind of spinning their wheels. So that's why. It, it is all brain-based, but it it honestly, um, it's not new news. It's just that that now we know so much more.
5: Now I want to talk about uh, your plan, which is the Play Better plan. But remind my audience, you can go right now to carolinemaguireauthor.com, carolinemaguireauthor.com. I am highly recommending her book this afternoon, Why Will No One Play With Me? You can get that where refined books are sold. Um, when we talk about this, this executive function, I want to I wanna just cover that again for just a second because many may not have heard of that. Now, I've heard that there's ways to address it, there's sometimes things with diet. Um, I want to get to your Play Better plan, but uh, is there hope for parents that uh, if they correctly identify something uh, in this uh, executive function that needs to be adjusted, uh, can it be adjusted?
13: Yeah, Absolutely. There are long-term studies, and I have done it hundreds of times, that show that your organization your prioritization your um, ability to take a bird's eye view all the things that come from executive function they can all be developed and you know there are kids who are baffling they are super organized but they can't read the room they are you know very disorganized but they're very social so it's it's not a one-size-fits-all you can have weak parts of this and other parts are strong which leads to parents wondering, you know, what, why, what's going on. Um, and I do want to stress that um, it is something that is nobody's fault. It's just hmm. the way the child is and the way their brain works. And sometimes they have strengths that are tremendous, but because of the social skills weaknesses, they really don't get a chance to show us what, they're, you know, what they have to offer.
5: Now, you have, uh, Caroline McGuire, you have um, a vehicle here to help children, regardless of their age, to make friends and thrive, and it's called the Play Better Plan. Tell us about that. And by the way, it, it is covered in, in, in her book.
13: Thank you. So yes, in the book what I did was I took this method where I give you a road map of how to talk to your kids about social skills, how to talk about friendship, how to have those kind of hard conversations, and then I lead you through how to actually build those skills, everything written for parents, very jargon free how to troubleshoot if you have a kid who's just not motivated, they don't seem to care, and then also um, how to manage playdates because although this book can be used for any kid from 5 to to 35 to 25, playdates are are a centerpiece of our life nowadays. And so if you are struggling with playdates, I'm giving you a lot of ways to help your child build these new skills and and manage playdates
5: if uh, a mom or dad were to uh, get your book why will no one play with me of course there's going to be some time to to work through that if they were really dedicated to following your steps uh, whether there's outside help or or not uh, what type of time frame could a parent expect to see maybe a little bit of a change a little bit more of the the flexibility, sensitivity to to the social skills, to making friends, fitting in, et cetera, et cetera. How long does it take to, to sort of begin to, to see some results?
13: So the results are going to be depending on the child. So I, I'm going to give some general answers, and, and I, I don't want to frustrate people, but I would never say, oh, it's going to be six weeks because that yes. would just not make sense. Sure. But what happens is, There is a guide in the book called, How Will You Know? And in in "Wild No One Play With Me, I really tried to show parents what are the signs of change because the signs of change are gonna happen right away within a few lessons, even if that is just them having the awareness, more awareness of the social world, maybe a little more self-confidence, maybe even they argue with you and they argue about why something isn't important. But that's actually a sign of change because that means they're starting to think about why that's important. But the how will you know gives you all the signs of change in the different stages of change and what you'll hear and what you'll see. And so parents should begin to see results in terms of just the child becoming more aware fairly quickly but what will happen is they're going to have some struggles about self-confidence. You know, they may struggle to go to the cafeteria and to talk to other kids. And one of the things that Wild No Play With Me does is I guide you through how to get them over those hurdles. Because that's one of the things, right? You've been turned down so many times, and now I'm asking you to go into the cafeteria and talk to other kids. It's, it's hard for them, but there's ways – to make it easier and to
5: make it happen, hmm. we could go on and on. But let me just say this: that uh, you know, we as adults, uh, let's see, how many books have been written on self improvement? How many times have you read the, the Seven Successful Habits book? All the others. And what I'm saying is, for a young person, uh, for you to consider this book, why will no one play with me? Uh, by uh, caroline mcguire to me uh... grasping the skills in this book for that particular need is no different than me as an adult reading how to be more successful how to change my habits if I wanna find out how uh, Donald Trump was so successful with you know he tells you how to sell his books and so all I want to do is give a high recommendation to get a copy of this book and uh, to spread the word to someone that may not be listening today the book is uh, why no one uh, why will no one play with me it has the play better plan in it it is written by Carolyn McGuire And uh, you can check it out at dot com. .com. I highly suggest that you get uh, a copy of the book. And, uh, Caroline, thank you so much for being with us today, and I hope that we were able to uh, adequately uh, talk about your, your great work here.
13: Thank you so much. You were wonderful, and I really hope parents know there's a lot of hope. Keep working at it.
5: Amen. Hey, we'll keep in touch. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. All right, phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. We're going to talk about Jonathan Kahn coming up next and talk about his new book, The Oracle. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back.
1: This is a solicitation of insurance by eHealth, an insurance agency offering plans from different insurance companies. No government or Medicare affiliation. The described coverage is not available in all counties or cases. Paid actor portrayal. Hi, I'm Dave Nemeth,
13: and I'm Barbara Niven. You may have seen us on television talking about an all-in-one card that has the Medicare community talking.
1: The one that gives you coverage for hospital care, doctor visits, prescription drugs, in many cases even eyeglasses and dental care
13: for a monthly price that some people find too good to be true.
1: Except it is true.
13: One card, one company, one complete package of Medicare benefits designed to help you get well and stay well.
1: Now that's something worth talking about.
13: Watch your mailbox or learn more online at onecardnow.com. That's onecardnow.com.
1: Please don't put this off. It's too important. Visit OneCardNow.com for free information with no obligation. That's OneCardNow.com. Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. The reason your relationship can't grow is you have an account of offenses. You have to close out the offense account and open a grace account. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570, 910,
15: and online at letstalkfaith.com. What if you could wake up without the burden of owing over $10,000 in taxes to the IRS or state? Call the trusted name and tax resolution. Anthem Tax Services. 866 843 0219. With over 30 years of experience in tax preparation and tax law, we are ready to negotiate your tax debt and reach a settlement that makes sense for you. Anthem saved me nearly $17,000 and settled my debt with the IRS for just $100. 866 843 0219. We are the only company that is confident enough in our services to offer a 100% money-back guarantee if we can't put you in a better position than where you started. All you need to do is call for a free consultation. Call 866-843-0219. You may even qualify to save up to 99% off your tax debt. Call Anthem today and we'll also take care of your tax case study for free, saving you hundreds of dollars. 866-843-0219. 866-843-0219.
13: Exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills.
12: And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community.
14: MediShare is is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare.
12: It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE.
1: 844-41-BIBLE. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers and a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when there seems to be none. All your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us now online and on your mobile app at
16: ChristianRadio.com.
5: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. It is Monday afternoon, reminding you once again that uh, I will be uh, leaving for Brandon, Florida, from our West Shore studios today about 5 o'clock, and that's because we have a free screening tonight of No Safe Places, and I would like for you to well, Why don't you be my guest, our station guest? My colleague Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla have put together a very, very interesting Uh, documentary on what's really happening on our college campuses when it comes to free speech or should I say free speech of conservatives free speech of uh, well social conservatives the free speech of uh, those with a Christian worldview now this movie is going to be opening widespread around the area in November uh, November the 8th but uh, right now there's a free screening tonight now you have to go to our website at letstalkfaith.com, dot Let's com. dot com. Click on the banner for the movie it's going to be um, playing tonight at uh, doors will open at six at the Brandon AMC uh, theaters they're just off the intersection of i-75 and highway 60 uh, seating is limited you have to print a ticket that's right go to let's com. click on the banner for no safe places and uh, fill out the necessary information and print the ticket and bring you bring it with you it's free it's first come first serve. This movie premiered last night in Phoenix and uh, it was a blowout success. In fact uh, it was uh, the highest generating documentary uh, number two ever. So tonight you'll get a chance to see it ahead of time and you'll be able to tell your friends about it before November the 8th. And again that's no safe spaces. Programming note, I will also um, be uh, having my colleague Jay Sekulow Uh, You're going to get a chance to hear his uh, reporting today. Uh, He'll be coming along at the 5 o'clock hour for today only, uh, letting you know a little bit more about what's happening uh, in uh, the current events as uh, I'm going to be making my way to uh, Brandon. Uh, Well, one thing that I'm disappointed in is that uh, as we were putting together this opportunity, and I'll be emceeing the event tonight, I uh, We had previously scheduled Jonathan Kahn to be with us in the 5 o'clock hour. He's written uh, an, uh, another new prophetic book called The Oracle, The Jubilee Mysteries Unveiled. Uh, this is his fourth or fifth volume. Jonathan's been with us on the program on two or three previous occasions. And uh, I absolutely devoured The Oracle all throughout the, this weekend. Uh, even though we were scheduled to have him with us in the 5 o'clock hour, and uh, we had to um, we had to postpone that. Unfortunately, we tried to get him in the next day or two, but uh, Brother Jonathan is out of the country now. Uh, I'm sure he's on a world book tour, but uh, he'll be back, I think, somewhere around November the 19th or something. So uh, Jose is going to be on his track to get him back. And by the way, uh, he was so gracious, I'm not going to give him away today, but I have not one, not two, but I have three different copies of the oracle that we'll be uh, giving away. And I want to tell you, it was an absolutely uh, fascinating read. Now, what happens is he is uh, an absolute uh, phenomenal researcher. And as he has put together some correlation with uh, dates um, and uh, some prophetic, um, uh projections that are in scripture it really is pretty phenomenal because what he does is he'll take a couple of fictional characters and uh in this book uh, one is the oracle and uh kind of in the same way that in the book of revelation you had john that was caught up in the spirit and caught up with the the vision whatnot was taken to heaven it's sort of the same type of um that part of it the very small part of it is this sort of fictional way that he delivers it uh... rather than just having several chapters talking about did you know that um samuel clemens mark twain do you know that there is some evidence that he himself played a part in modern prophecy now i'm not going to go into it we don't have time to talk about that today You also have Harry Truman. You also have uh, General Allenby. What if all of those events, 1948, the Balfour Declaration, 1967 war, how about if all of those were foretold thousands of years ago? Well, that's what will be, uh, unfortunately, will be postponed for a few weeks, but that is uh, what we're going to be looking at when we have a chance to talk about the oracle well i'm going to take a time out in just a minute reminding you that we're going to be joined by our friends uh, on our answer station coming up in just a moment and we're going to have a chance to hear from the president and i'll have some commentary about uh, uh, the international news that has certainly uh, changed things in the middle east and that's because the leader of isis Abu Bakhtar al-Baghdadi has been killed. We'll talk about that coming up on today's program as well. Also, uh, coming up in this next hour, we're going to have uh, Robert Smith with us with Thriving Financial. And we're going to be talking about more of those questions you really don't want to talk about, but you need to talk about personal finances. Do I have enough? Have I got them properly deployed? What happens if I live longer? Well, we're going to have a chance to uh, drill down on some very important information uh, with um, our guest coming up today, Mr. Smith. All right, let's take a time out. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back.
17: competition for your business is eating away at your customer base faster than you can keep up. It's as if they have a backroom of digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. And it's not a pretty sight. What if you could beat them with your own minions? You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? We've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital Audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com, connecting you
1: with new customers. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media
10: Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Multiple sources report the House will vote this week on a resolution to formalize the next steps of the impeachment inquiry into President Trump. The resolution will mark the first floor vote on impeachment since Democrats formally launched their inquiry a month ago. President Trump says impeachment may be one reason why he didn't notify Congress before the weekend raid on the Islamic State leader. The question is being asked, why
18: did
8: the president keep top congressional leaders in the dark about the U.S. raid that led to the death of ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi?
19: The answer is because I think Adam Schiff is the biggest leaker in Washington. You know that, I know that, we all know that.
8: Schiff is chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, one of the lawmakers who normally would be briefed. But he's also leading the impeachment effort against the president. Greg Clagston, the White House.
10: Also at Townhall.com, the Kincaid wildfire burning in Northern California's wine country grew larger overnight. Cal Fire Battalion Chief Jonathan Cox.
4: The fire has grown to 66,000 acres uh, and is still 5% contained. Uh, The fire is still uh, threatening uh, just under 80,000 homes, uh, predominantly in Sonoma County, Uh, and we can confirm that 96 structures uh, have been destroyed. In Southern California, the Los
10: Angeles fire erupted before dawn and roared into well-to-do neighborhoods, threatening thousands of homes. Tens of thousands of people have been ordered to clear out. The Pentagon awarding Microsoft, a $10 billion cloud computing contract bidding for the huge contract known as the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure, or JEDI, pitted leading tech titans against one another. The JEDI system will store and process vast amounts of classified data and allow the U.S. military to use artificial intelligence to speed up war planning. On Wall Street, stocks finished higher. The Dow finished at 130 points higher and the NASDAQ up 83. More on these stories at townhall.com.
0: The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management.
6: I was between jobs, and we had over $64,000 in credit card debt.
0: If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976.
6: Working with Trinity was extremely easy. They really guided us into the program and gave us hope.
0: Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment reduce your interest and possibly improve your credit score you'll save thousands
6: my advice to people in a similar situation is to pick up the phone and call and get out of debt the freedom from that is priceless let trinity help make it better don't feel that you have to suffer alone or try to figure out the answer
0: call trinity at 1-800-990-6976 that's 1-800-990-6976
10: Congresswoman Katie Hill has resigned.
3: The first-term Democrat made the announcement after a congressional committee began an investigation into an alleged intimate relationship between her and a male senior aide, something Hill denies. The 32-year-old has acknowledged an affair with a young female campaign staffer after compromising photos and purported text messages surfaced
20: online last week.
10: Correspondent Matt Small, former Democratic Representative John Conyers, the longest-serving black member of Congress and founder of the Black Caucus, has died at age 90. Detroit police say the former congressman died at his home on Sunday. A spokesman says Conyers died of what appears to be natural causes. The Rev. Jesse Jackson says there would be no federal holiday honoring the Rev. Martin Luther King Jr. without Conyers, who fought for some 15 years to secure that holiday designation. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com.
9: We are here to give you strength between Sundays.
4: And so
19: one day he's going to show up. We are going to face God
11: eyeball to eyeball. We're going to
9: see the Lord. We're here for you. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, online at letstalkfaith.com.
1: Bible Line with Pastor Ralph Yankee Arnold. They don't
11: know the sun. They don't know the truth of the gospel, how to be saved. They don't know God loves them. So God manifested it to us. But where does it say in the Bible that God has commanded the light to shine out of darkness?
1: Bible Line, weekday mornings at 10, on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at Let's Talk Faith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at Let's Talk a service of the Salem Media Group.
5: Hey, welcome back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show. My voice is hanging in, I guess. Welcome to all of you who are joining us from the answer station this afternoon, our answer stations. It is the Bill Bunkley Show. Phone lines are open at uh, 813-287-5700. Now, what's happening is, uh, for some reason, we are having a little issue with our toll-free line this afternoon. So, if you want to be part of the program... 813-287-5700 813-287-5700 is the number to call. Um, coming up uh, in this hour, we're going to be hearing from the President of the United States on what is some very, very big news. Now, of course, uh, the President uh, is not going to get credit to whom credit is due. Uh, no, foul, no, no doubt about that. But uh, we want to talk a, a little bit about uh, the importance of what happened uh, over the weekend. Now you know that um, for years we have been battling the scourge of the threat of ISIS, and uh, the president has not gotten the type of um, well uh, accolades that he should have gotten because, if you remember, ISIS was pretty widespread in, in Iraq pretty widespread in portions of syria and as i mentioned during the first hour i personally have uh, spent time with the unfortunate aftermath of uh, what uh, not only the syrian leader uh, al-assad in um, that country has done to his people by gassing them and we had refugees uh, flowing into lebanon At the same time, we've had a lot of refugees that had to flee for their lives into Lebanon, into Jordan, uh, because of uh, when ISIS was um, at their peak. Well, finally, yesterday, or actually Saturday night, we got news that uh, the monster is dead. And uh, I want to tell you that uh, this is a guy, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi the leader of isis this was a guy he was a madman i mean the blood that's on his hands is that of literally thousands of people across iraq syria and his caliphate as he wanted to push his radical totalitarian caliphate all around the world it is it is a big day because he's been eliminated Baghdadi was a monster responsible for the rape and imprisonment of untold numbers of refugee teenage girls. Baghdadi's organization, ISIS, the truth of the matter is, inflicted far more terrorism than Osama bin Laden. Now, Osama bin Laden is very important in our history because of his attack on on our very important national targets. But in assured numbers of people who have been brutalized, uh, as much as we mourn all of the thousands of people who were killed on 9-11, we mourn the first responders uh, who are now battling their health issues. I just have to, for the record, just remind folks that uh, the the victim count is much more higher uh, from the actions of ISIS. Baghdadi also had a $25 million bounty on his head. And uh, now the the coward is dead. And I will say a coward, because the president, and we're going to hear from the president in just a moment, um, when they uh, closed in, six or eight helicopters, special forces, all sorts of uh, overhead uh, cover, uh, what an operation that went down, uh, every one of our members of special forces, there was a couple that had a couple of minor injuries. They were even back to work the next day. Um, I'm keeping, uh, yes, I'm keeping uh, the dog that was pursuing uh, Baghdadi, uh, who got hurt in the explosion. I- I'm asking the Lord to just, uh, you know, uh, that that dog is-, is a hero, and I hope that that dog can... Um, Uh, be brought back from uh, the injuries to to the dog but here we had this compound and in the end Baghdadi was running down a dead-end tunnel our special forces were in hot pursuit he had children he was dragging two or three children along with him plus he had a um, explosive vest and whether it triggered itself or he triggered it uh he was as the president said yelping like a dog and uh his vest blew up and part of the tunnel came down on him. but it was a dead end tunnel and that's how he met his end and uh, they had laboratory technicians that were part of the special operations squad And uh, they had the necessary test to uh, confirm because they had his DNA, they had uh, the markers. And so they were able to determine in about 15 minutes after uh, he uh, passed on that it was him. So uh, what we want to do is um, we want to go in and listen in to the president. Uh, some of the comments that he made uh, Sunday morning and um, don't know if many of you had a chance to listen to that because I know there's a lot of football games and everything else but let's go ahead and listen in to our president
19: last night the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead he was the founder and leader of ISIS the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the world. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi for many years. Capturing or killing Baghdadi has been the top national security priority of my administration. U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring nighttime raid in northwestern Syria and accomplished – their mission in grand style. The U.S. personnel were incredible. I got to watch much of it. No personnel were lost in the operation, while a large number of Baghdadi's fighters and companions were killed with him. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. The compound had been cleared by this time with people either surrendering or being shot and killed. Eleven young children were moved out of the house and are uninjured. The only ones remaining were Baghdadi in the tunnel and he had dragged three of his young children with him they were led to certain death he reached the end of the tunnel as our dogs chased him down he ignited his vest killing himself and the three children his body was mutilated by the blast the tunnel had caved in on it in addition but test results gave certain immediate, and totally positive identification. It was him.
5: And that, the president began a very extraordinary press conference uh, in uh, just there at the White House. It uh, was scheduled for 9 o'clock Sunday morning. It actually uh, took place, I think, about 9.20. And uh, the president was... Uh, very forthcoming with a lot of facts that uh, customarily you don't hear uh, from the chief executive officer after one of these situations, and uh, a very transparent uh, report indeed. The president, as I have commented today, and I'll be commenting tomorrow on my something to think about, um, the president called out Baghdadi. For exactly who he was, I'll explain why he was doing this, but let's listen to the cut.
19: They had no idea what they were getting into. In some cases, they were very frightened puppies. In other cases, they were hardcore killers. But they killed many, many people. Their murder of innocent Americans, James Foley... Stephen Sotloff, Peter Kasich, and Kayla Mueller were especially heinous. The shocking publicized murder of Jordanian Pilate, a wonderful young man, spoke to the king of Jordan. They all knew him. They all loved him. He was burned alive in a cage for all to see on the execution of Christians in Libya and Egypt, as well as the genocidal mass murder of Yazidis, rank ISIS among the most depraved organizations, the history of our world. The forced religious conversions, the orange suits prior to so many beheadings. All of which were openly displayed for the world to see. This was all that Abu Bakar al Baghdadi. This is what he wanted. This is what he was proud of. He was a sick and depraved man, and now he's gone. Baghdadi was vicious and violent. And he died in a vicious and violent way as a coward running and crying.
5: Now, why do you think the president was so descriptive in talking about um, what happened at the very end to al-Baghdadi? Now, yes, certainly it was a press conference that was live for the citizens of the United States of America. But make, make no mistake about it. He was talking to those who live in the Middle East because that land is still a land that looks up to and um, holds up uh, very brave warriors, leaders. Every time you saw a picture of Baghdadi, you saw the rifle that was uh, next to him, symbolizing his leadership and his bravery and his leadership. And that's very important. I've, I've, I've said this on several occasions that it is that that is very important to people in the region. So. The president made sure that the reports that we got in, and he was watching this live with our military leaders and Vice President Pence, that the big, the bad, Baghdadi was a coward running, using three of his children as human shields. And in the end, took those three children with him. And that is not something that uh, builds up respect, especially within the terrorist community, because they want to be seen and known as tough guys. More from the president coming up in a moment. 813-287-5700. This is the Bill Bunkley Show.
9: Don't miss the 2019 St. Pete YMCA Mayor's Prayer Breakfast. An inspirational morning bringing our community together in prayer and the spirit of unity. Take part in prayer led by community faith leaders and an inspiring address by Emmy-winning actress and author Sonia Manzano from Sesame Street. Mark your calendar for the YMCA of Greater St. Petersburg's Mayor's Prayer Breakfast tomorrow at 7 a.m. at the St. Pete Coliseum. Get tickets at stpeteymca.org. That's stpetymca.org.
16: Hi, this is Jim Daly inviting you to join me in Tampa on November 13th for Focus on the Family Live. Join us for a live taping of the Focus on the Family broadcast with popular speaker and author Emily Coulson, plus live music from Aaron Schust, and more. A limited number of free tickets are available, so register today. Register for your free
21: tickets to Focus on the Family Live November 13th here in Tampa. Details at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com.
22: All right, St. Paul, Minnesota, and Dan. Hello, Dan Dennis Prager.
2: Well, the reason I'm calling is I saw the movie last night, No Safe Spaces. I just thought it was awesome. It is awesome. Powerful, entertaining, and
1: terrifying.
22: Why did I make the movie No Safe Spaces with my friend Adam Carolla? Because we're living in perilous times. <laughs> protest has turned violent
13: there's no free speech for fascists
22: you should be able to share ideas without being fired from your job or shouted down
15: i want your job to be taken from me
22: no safe spaces will make you want to laugh and cry but hollywood does not want you to see this movie you won't see it on netflix or amazon the only place you can watch this movie is at the theater no safe spaces every american should see this no Safe Spaces is rated PG-13. For ticket information, go to nosafespaces.com. In theaters,
6: Friday, November 8th.
5: Hey, welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. We have some breaking news that I'll get to in just a moment. But I want to remind you that uh, you can go see No Safe Spaces tonight with me. That's right. We have a complimentary free screening tonight uh at the Brandon AMC theaters uh just uh, right off Highway 60 and I75. It's a totally free screening as you just heard in that last spot. Uh we uh, the movie will open here November the 8th, but uh, I want you to consider if you could readjust your schedule, especially those of you who are listening on the answer sarasota 9:30. if you can uh, hop on the interstate and uh, make it up and you're free tonight i want you to come join me because we've got a free showing of no safe spaces this is going to be a movie that conservatives social conservatives and those Uh, with a christian worldview are very much going to want to see and going to very much want to engage with why because this is what's going on on our college campuses this is what's going on if you are a conservative if you are a social conservative and my word if uh, you believe in uh, the lord jesus christ as your lord and savior you're really going to catch it now here's what you have to do uh, I'm going to be leaving here in a few moments at 5 o'clock, and Jay Sekulow is going to be um, on uh, my hour on our Faith Talk stations at 5 o'clock with uh, today's update. I'm going to be making myself out to Brandon. Um, not only am I going to welcome you to the theater, but we're going to have a and a session afterwards that I think is going to be very, very uh, engaging. Now, if you would like to uh, come and to be a part of this very special event tonight, Again, the door is open at six. Movie starts uh, just shortly after seven uh, at the Brandon AMC Theaters. Uh, go right now to our website, letstalkfaith.com dot Let's com. dot com. Click on the banner for uh, the No Safe Zones. Scroll all the way down. Now you have to be able to print the tickets. You just can't bring your phone and show the barcode. No, no, no you got to print the tickets, so do this on your home or office PC or if you have printing capabilities on your cell phone. uh, Go and print the tickets. And uh, we were getting close to a sellout a couple of hours ago reminding you in these events... That it's is first come, first serve. Sometimes you're overbooked a little bit uh, in a premiere uh, in order to fill the theater. So uh, if you can uh, get there as soon after six o'clock, that would be um, very, very good indeed. Let's talk Faith.com, let's talk fake.com. Uh, click on the banner for no safe zones and you can be a part uh, of uh, tonight. Looking forward to see you there. I hinted at this during the first hour, but as we are talking about the operation that took out Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, I can now report to you that it has been uh, reported on Fox News that the Islamic State spokesman, Abu Hassan al-Malajai, was considered a potential successor to Baghdadi. He was also killed in Syria. In a separate attack by United States forces, this has been cons- confirmed today by a senior State Department official. The second in U.S. military operation, uh, of the, uh, the second of this U.S. military operation, took place in Turkish-held Jarabulus in southern—excuse me—in northern Syria. It's about a three-hour drive from where Al Baghdadi was killed uh... near another border town with turkey he this individual was slated to be the number two in command so keep in mind that uh... the intelligence that went in to not only to take out the number one leader but the number two leader of isis that is uh, just uh, very extraordinary as we continue to follow this Now, there has been some reporting that the Kurds were involved with uh, some of the confirmation uh, on the ground on where they were able to zero in to get uh, Baghdadi. The president talked about that yesterday, and because of the Kurds once again uh, helping to be an ally of the United States of America, I wanted you to hear this. And he died in a vicious and violent way as a
19: coward running and crying. This raid was impeccable and could only have taken place with the acknowledgement and help of certain other nations and people. I want to thank the nations of Russia, Turkey, Syria, and Iraq. And I also want to thank the Syrian Kurds for certain support they were able to give us. This was a very, very dangerous mission. Thank you, as well, to the great intelligence professionals who helped make this very successful journey possible. I want to thank the soldiers and sailors, airmen, and Marines involved in last night's operation. You are the very best there is anywhere in the world. No matter where you go, there is nobody even close. I want to thank General Mark Milley, and our Joint Chiefs of Staff. And I also want to thank our professionals who work in other agencies of the United States government and were critical to the mission's unbelievable success.
5: Well, of course, uh, all of those um, um, accompanying players, the president, the congratulated, but I want to point out that the Kurds, Uh, I know that I believe, uh, let's just say I believe that uh, some of our fighters, our air cover, came in from the north over uh, Turkey. And uh, what they had to do operationally, they had to communicate with the Russians and the Turks and the Syrians that they were coming in. uh, Didn't tell them why they were coming in and uh, specifically... Uh, but uh, notified them that uh, they were going to have to stand down. The, the process by which special operations came in, it was a very, I think it was about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half helicopter travel, very low, very fast, uh, for about an hour, like I said, an hour, hour and a half. They did take some small arms fire on the way in, Uh, I understand that uh, those areas were I guess people don't like helicopters in that part of the the world they come out with their small arms but I understand that uh, the assets that we had in the area it wasn't a very wise move to step outside of your house and start firing on a helicopter because you found yourself being fired upon yourself with a little bit larger ammunition than probably what you were using on the helicopters but uh, Uh, that was the way the operation went down and similar i got to tell you this i'm surprised that we've heard already that they took out the number two in command usually what happens when they uh, conduct these operations you don't hear about it for uh, a week or two if not a month down the road because what they want to have happening is they want to have the networks to continue to be talking back and forth without it being a grand news event because that's how they gather intelligence but nonetheless um just uh just a gratifying day for our armed forces and for a president uh who had believe me this is a president getting ready for uh an election you know A lot of other presidents would have said, hey, man, how do I play? Man, I don't know if I want to do this now because if this goes south, if we lose some military people, I could tell you of other elections where it has cost someone an election. Well, when I come back, we're going to switch this up and going to talk about your financial longevity. The things that, although painfully to think about, things that are sensitive, Well, things you need to be discussing, and to join me to talk about that is Robert Smith with Thriving Financial. Don't go away.
10: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Multiple sources report the House will vote this week on a resolution to formalize the next steps of the impeachment inquiry into President Trump. The resolution marks the first floor vote on impeachment since Democrats formally launched their inquiry a month ago. The Pentagon has awarded Microsoft a $10 billion cloud computing contract. The Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure, or JEDI, system will store and process vast amounts of classified data, allowing the U.S. military to use artificial intelligence to speed up its war planning and fighting capabilities. Wall Street gains today came at the beginning of a busy week of earnings, economic data, and expectations of another interest rate cut by the Federal Reserve. The S&P closed at a record high, up 17 points, to finish at 3,039. The NASDAQ up 133, and the Dow picked up 83 points. This is SRN News.
6: This is Owen
12: Strand for townhall.com. An uproar has broken out over a Texas custody battle involving Jeffrey Younger. He's the father of a 7-year-old boy named James. James's mother has enrolled him in school as a girl. She told him for years that he is a girl because he once said he liked a toy meant for girls. Now she wants to put him on puberty blockers and is pursuing a future transition to girlhood for James. Jeffrey Younger is fighting the case in court and was just granted some say. He and his ex-wife will have joint conservatorship over James. Do not be confused. We're in the midst of a gender revolution. Change that. Children are in the midst of a gender revolution. We should stand against the gender transitions of children. We should speak truth and we should protect children from life-altering treatments. This is madness. We cannot be silent. I'm Owen Strand.
0: Religious liberty is under attack. Alliance Defending Freedom is on the front lines of defense. Click on the banner at townhallreview.com.
16: Hi, this is Jim Daly inviting you to join me in Tampa on November 13th for Focus on the Family Live Join us for a live taping of the Focus on the Family broadcast with popular speaker and author Emily Colson, plus live music from Aaron Schust, and more. A limited number of free tickets are available, so register today. Register for your free
21: tickets to Focus on the Family Live, November 13th here in Tampa. Details at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com.
2: Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-704-1662. 800-704-1662. 704 That's 800-704-1662.
18: Hi, I'm Tony Dungeon. To be successful in football, you have to be able to read the play. And to help children succeed, it's important that dads huddle up with their kids and read books. Research shows that reading together helps children develop their vocabulary, learn to think creatively, be better prepared for school, fall in love with reading, and best of all, fall deeper in love with you. For five ways
21: to bond with your kids through reading, visit allprodad.com and start reading with them
1: tonight.
5: bill bunkley excuse me bill bunkley on this monday afternoon again uh yes it is me sounds like it's somebody else but it is me and uh, i do covet your prayers for my uh throat and my voice to uh, come back it's been one of those weekends and i understand for my next guest he's had one of those weekends as well but uh i want to tell you make sure you get a pencil and paper ready because uh, at the same time we try to bring you uh, important information about what's happening in the world from a Christian world of view, a conservative world of view, or a socially conservative world of view. Well, what I want to talk about now, now doesn't even matter what your world of view is. It's a, a matter of some things that we don't like to talk about. And in my family, we've had some folks that have had to go into assisted living, and uh, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to get them sometimes to a point to have a, well, to have a will. To have uh, the necessary documents if they're incapacitated, who's going to make those decisions? And how about just the idea of planning for the fact that people are living longer? That's what we talk about when I ask you do you have not just a plan, but do you have a longevity plan? Do you have a plan in case you live longer than you think you are? And oftentimes people are a little reluctant. They, they don't want to deal with those type of things. It has to do with their personal finances. But I want to tell you it's very important, and that's why uh, back with me this week is Robert Smith. Uh, he is an absolute expert in this area with Thrivent Financial. And uh, get your pencil and paper ready, and uh, he practices in Sarasota. But I want to tell you that uh, we cannot run from these questions. We need to face them head on and to have someone who's a professional who knows how to guide you through sometimes uh, some things you don't want to share. That's uh, Robert's specialty. And Robert Smith, good to have you with us today.
14: Yeah, thank you, Bill. Thank you for having me.
5: Thanks for, for coming up and being with us. So what are some of the aspects of someone's personal finances that they should look at? Uh, and then determine if they need some outside help in developing a longevity plan?
14: Well, when I visit with folks, one of the most often overlooked subjects is the subject of expected life expectancy. What I've noticed is that many people have not been uh, taken through a process of looking at how each person, uh, how long each person will live, and then how that impacts the other person within that marriage.
5: Well, let me ask you this. Even though it's a sensitive topic, Robert, um, what should a listener today be considering when maybe it's their spouse? You know, sometimes we we may not want to think about it ourselves, but if we're in a marital relationship and uh, people are considering not only themselves or their spouse's possible life expectancy, Tell us about that because I think that's crucial because it's not just about one person in many cases.
14: yes, it's true. Um, the biggest thing that I recommend for folks to do is sit down and have an honest conversation and look at each other's family history. while no one knows exactly how long they're going to live, we can plan at least a little bit based on family history. to give you an example and my wife when my wife and I did this together. Some years ago, we noticed that on her side of the family, uh, folks lived into their 60s, while on my side of the family, 80s to 90s. We also had to make some notes as it pertained to memory needs and memory care issues on my side of the family, and not so much with her side of the family. And so what happens is when you start to draw out on a piece of paper how long each person may or may not live based upon family history, you'll start to see a gap. Some people's gaps in life expectancy are small. Some are larger, as uh, would be the case in my wife, for my wife and I. And while these are very uncomfortable conversations to have, it does afford the opportunity to plan, um, to plan both from a financial standpoint, but also to plan from a, from a health care standpoint. And so those topics definitely need to be discussed and are often overlooked.
5: Now, I want you to think about one thing, two words, memory care. Let that sink in, memory care. Now, that is something relatively new because uh, people are living longer, and uh, I know that we have a situation in our family where memory care is uh, a focus of uh, a loved one that's in uh, an assisted living situation, and it's something that many people don't want to face, But we got to face that. Now, I want to tell you, if you'd like to uh, explore this in a very confidential way, I want to tell you right now, you can call Robert Smith uh, with Thriving Financial. His number is 941-685-8492. If you'd like to talk about an appointment to to talk about your longevity plan, that number is 941-685-8492, 941-685-8492. If you'd like to begin the conversation with an email, that's robert.smith at Thrivent.com. That's robert.smith at Thrivent.com. So, Robert Smith, what should people think about when they are, well, comparing each other's projected life expectancy? In your example you just gave, you and your wife had different profiles. Take us through that.
14: Well, the number one recommendation I would make is make certain you have a third party helping you through those conversations. They are uncomfortable. And the longer maybe that uh, you've been married, the more difficult that's going to be. For my wife and I, it's 38 years. It's a very uncomfortable uh, topic. So having a third party uh, take us through that and then ask them questions such as if one person were to pass away before the other, Will the day-to-day expenses remain the same for the surviving spouse? That's an important question. How much will income go down if the income is going to go down? Um, if or when may they need help with the activities of daily living or memory care? Um, and what was what will that look like? And will family members be involved or not involved if that need arises uh, when one person is predeceased by their spouse? Uh, Again, these are very difficult questions, but the one thing I absolutely recommend is having a professional who is not so attached um, to the situation, so close to the situation, be able to make you feel comfortable going through these very difficult questions. And there there are absolutely critical questions because if these things aren't addressed, um, we see it where people don't have a plan And it can be a very difficult time of life um, when one person passes away before the other.
5: Just a quick question. You're the expert. I know you must get in situations where you sense that you're talking to someone and they're fearful. They're fearful to even broach the subject. Uh, Even though there's fear there, how important is it for you to help them to feel comfortable and feel courageous enough to share with you?
14: my primary goal um, is for people to find a place of security so you know god has shared with us that he would not have us live in fear Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes our fears are legitimate and they need to be addressed and perfect love casts out fear and so i believe that by surfacing these answers to where everybody can see them and clearly articulate where how they feel about that oftentimes um, just to speak very candidly, Bill, on this is oftentimes one party is used to being silent about these topics or sometimes both. And uh, and so we have a very professional uh, way of going about helping counsel both parties to communicate and then even with some family members if that's necessary at that time to talk about these very sensitive topics. But we keep affirming we want you to move from a place of being not secure or even insecure or scared to a place of security that you know that you know that you have a plan in place. Um, Many people, to include myself, in fact um, I was thinking about this earlier in my own personal plan, is my wife and I don't want to be a burden to our children. And, And in order to do that we have to have a plan that addresses these very sensitive topics so that way our Children, you know, whatever age they may be 60 years old when we have a need, but to know that that plan will be in place and that they can just literally follow the script, as I was afforded the opportunity to do with my dad and just be able to tell my siblings, say, No, here's what dad wanted, here's why he wanted it, how he wanted it, and and it totally helps the family out a lot. But in the day to day visit of just working with folks. I'm always looking, are they secure? And I ask them, I want you to find hope and security at the end of this conversation. That's what we're going for.
5: If you're interested in not only uh, really doing what you ought to do, but do it in an attitude of love and sensitivity and, of course, confidentiality, give Robert Smith a call. He would love to sit down with you. His number is 941-685-8492, 941-685-8492 you can email them at robert.smith at robert.smith at thriving.com um when you look at these family histories j- just want to kind of touch on this um it is important to see what track records are and then from track records you can then help them with some of the the tested models of uh, of something that they may plan to match that
14: correct that is absolutely correct bill yeah we sure do um we have uh, different tools at our disposal, where we are able to take what the what the couple or individual is comfortable with when it comes to projecting some of those life expectancies, and then we put them into some very robust uh, calculators that then enable us to show them how uh, uh, the if one spouse dies before another in either direction, how that would impact their overall financial plan and make sure that all the items necessary are accounted for.
5: Now, people, I'm going to tell you, you need to be very careful of who you call, who you bring into your home and who you share information with. You have to make sure that they are certified. You have to make sure that they come with character and integrity Talk about that real quick as we wrap up our time together as uh, the whole idea at Thriving and what you can do is to help people not only in this area but with overall finances.
14: Yeah, I would say one of the things that I enjoy about being with Thrive it Financial is they are very, very uh, serious about ethics and, uh, and making certain that people come first. Um, oftentimes uh, in the world that we live in, uh, it can be about money. And then, oh, by the way, about the person and uh, in the world that we function in, we're very much believe that money's just a tool. It is Amen. not a goal. And that and that the well-being and the care of people is the first and foremost. And uh, so we work really hard. And, and one, on that issue, uh, that's why when we're working with you, oftentimes we'll recommend that you work with your physician and really get a handle on where your health is and where you feel you are, and, and, it's, and it's a holistic effort, really, at making sure that people are able to hope for the best but still be prepared for the worst when it comes to their longevity and life expectancy.
5: Hmm. Now let me tell you why I have Robert Smith with us this afternoon. First of all, understand that, that Robert is a thriving financial professional, and he has worked hard. He has his certification in long-term care. Now that's a that's a very important designation and not only the integrity of thriving but the integrity of how he has committed himself in this area you know the question of uh, your longevity you know the lord knows the date and the time it's happening far longer than many people expected it. it's up to you to say lord i want to be responsible and that's why i very much encourage you to contact robert smith That's Robert Smith with Thriven Financial. His number is 941-685-8492, 941-685-8492. Drop an email at robert.smith at Thriven.com robert.smith at thrivent.com don't delay don't procrastinate give robert a call or email today robert smith thank you for your service thanks for being with us today all right thank you bill more of the bill bunkley show coming up in a moment don't go away as i get ready to depart for brandon
17: National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base. Like digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one, you need Salem Surround. When a customer does a search, they need to find your business, not the competition. Your contact information needs to be accurate and all over the web. You need the right tools to turn visitors into leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new
3: customers. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through
11: Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Since I was 18 years old and a copy boy at the NBC News Bureau in Washington, I wanted to be a journalist. I worked then with real reporters with newspaper or wire service backgrounds, watching them not only cover news, but dig out information of use to the public. I saw it not only as a profession, but a high calling. Today's so-called journalism is nothing like that. It plays off Twitter feeds, rumor, leaks, innuendo, unsubstantiated allegations, and even made-up stories that suit the political agenda of the media. It ought to be an embarrassment, but like so much in our culture, embarrassment has gone the way of the record player. Don't they realize they're contributing to their own demise? Look at the ratings. Look at newspaper subscriptions. They make excuses about the Internet, but poll after poll shows a large majority of Americans no longer trust the media that includes hollywood whose people regularly call for more gun control and then load up their pictures with multiple shootings media hypocrisy lives but they don't seem to care it's a tragedy i'm cal thomas
12: Is this really going to work?
9: Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills.
12: And it was about more than just the money, too.
14: This is a real community. MediShare is is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare.
12: It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 855-90-Bible. That's 855-90-Bible. 855-90-Bible.
0: Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates, and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again.
5: Bill Bunkley here. Hey, I just want to remind you, you know, talking to Robert Smith, I so thought I so much thought about my dad and so many of the seniors that are out there, a lot of the folks from World War II. You know, guys don't like to talk about things. You know what I mean? Hey, I got my plan. I know what I'm gonna do when I get old. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Just remember that uh, look, that that's that's very common but i want to tell you that uh and i really believe robert smith has a, a special knack at doing this and that is being able to come into uh, a person's home with a couple and uh you know one is probably going to outlive the other and trying to have that conversation it, it to me it's a god thing and it's something that uh he has a special gifting for so i want to tell you that you know if uh If you got one of uh, your household that doesn't like to talk a lot, well, try and get that appointment set anyway. That number, again, for Robert Smith is 941-685-8492. And um, not his first rodeo, and he'll have a chance to get with you and uh, see what he can uh, do to kind of put that roadmap out there of some things you might want to do. Hey, want to give you an update, Manatee County. uh, We were watching this very close, but uh, deputies are now saying that nothing suspicious was found About 2 o'clock this afternoon, there was a bomb threat that forced three Manatee County buildings to be evacuated a little while ago. The sheriff's office uh, down there posted just before 2 p.m. that the historic courthouse, the judicial center, and the county administration building were all evacuated. Uh, Deputies and members of the bomb squad responded to the scene to check out all the buildings. They didn't find anything. Uh, that was a bomb threat that was submitted uh, anonymously. Um, they're not talking about how the threat came in, but they will. Gonna, they are going to look into uh, where it came from, if you know what I mean. That comes to us from uh, NewsWatch Eight, and uh, pass that on to you in a few moments that we have remaining, I want to remind you that uh, I'm going to be um, departing our station here in just a few moments. And I'm going to be heading out to the Brandon uh, Theaters, the Brandon AMC Theaters. And I want you to invite you that if you've got a chance to uh, print out a couple of tickets, uh, come out and see a very, very thought-provoking film that's going to be opening here in several theaters on November the 8th. It is called No Safe Places, um, uh, our own um, opportunity to uh, hear from uh, one of my colleagues, Dennis Prager, and uh, Adam Corella and you know that they have traveled the country. They've been here, I think, on two or three occasions. Uh, they've been at the Strass Center where they have their conversations about uh, the culture, life in America. Well, they're looking at uh, what's happening on our college and university campuses. There are safe zones. If you are a a Christian with a with a Christian worldview, if uh, you are a conservative, maybe you're a social conservative, all of the topics that come in those areas, well, that can be very alarming to those on the far left. Not necessarily liberals. And if you come out in the movie tonight, you'll find out the difference between a liberal and uh, someone on the fringe left, because there is a difference but uh, some very scary things are happening on our campuses today and uh, so tonight uh, if you want to be informed especially if you have uh, a child or a youngster or a young adult who's uh, on a college campus today a university campus today or if you have someone uh, that's going to be going in that direction very soon you need to uh, really consider checking out the movie now um, space is first come, first serve. The doors are going to be opening in just uh, over an hour at 6 o'clock. But you've got to go to our website, letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com. Uh, click on the banner for No Safe Zones and uh, go all the way down to the bottom and click on that link and uh, print out a couple of tickets. Now, just don't put it on your cell phone. You actually have to have the paper tickets. So uh, print those out. Come on out. I'm going to be there. I'll be hosting this free screening tonight on behalf of my colleague, Dennis Prager, and uh, we'll have a little bit of introductory remarks remarks when we get started. And then we've got a special Q&A session and got a surprise or two that uh, for those of you joining us tonight uh, that uh, can be a part of that. So uh, I know I'm going to be heading out here just very quickly uh, with the traffic getting out to Brandon from here in the West Shore area. I know I can make it, and I think that uh, you can make it as well. A little programming note uh, coming up that uh, in the next hour the Bill Bunkley Show, uh, just like those of you listening on the Answer Station 930 in Sarasota, coming up next is my colleague Jay Sekulo. Uh, but also, what's happening on our Faith Talk stations five o'clock? That also will be the um, for this for today only. It'll be an episode of today's Jay Sekulow show. We'll be airing that on our Faith Talk stations as well because of my absence, leaving the station to head out to the special screening tonight. And so, uh, I want to tell you that uh, it's good to be back with you. And um, yeah, hopefully, I. Uh, uh, we'll get a chance over the next day or two to uh, ask the Lord to get a handle on this voice and my sore throat. But I certainly look forward to seeing all of you tonight. And I won't be shaking any hands. If you want to do a little f- fist bump, I'll do that. And I'm not going to get real close and uh, any selfies. Uh, you'll be way to one side or the other because the last thing I want to do is to uh, wish this on anyone. But uh, great thanks to our producer today, Um, Jose Cruz, always does a magnificent job. And uh, until tomorrow at uh, 3 o'clock, Bill Bunkley. And let me get in what we call the toaster, which is the official WTBN band. And I'll be rolling into that parking lot in just a few minutes.
7: Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10 day Stand With Israel tour, December 2019.
21: Join Mike Gallagher for the Stand With Israel tour. Call to book 800 247 1899 or click Stand With Israel at Let's Talk Faith.com.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park, online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from
8: townhall.com, I'm Keith Peters. The House will take a vote this week to formalize Democrats' impeachment inquiry amid President Trump's criticism that the probe is illegitimate. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the step is being taken, quote, to eliminate any doubt about the process as the administration tries to block witnesses and withhold documents. White House spokesman Hogan Gidley responds. He's done nothing wrong. The only reason they want to move forward with this is because they hate Donald Trump so much and because they want to overturn the uh, free and fair elections of 2016. But those two reasons are not reasons to try and impeach a president. But that's what they're trying to do. And quite frankly, with this announcement, uh, and, I, you know, we're not going to be able to see all the texts probably until tomorrow. But the simple fact is, this is an admission by Speaker Pelosi that what she's been doing to this point has been a complete sham. Kidley spoke to the Salem Radio Network. Firefighters battled destructive wildfires in Northern California and on the wealthy west side of Los Angeles on Monday, trying to beat back flames that forced tens of thousands to flee their homes. Danny Foster tells KGO-TV she's taken refuge at the Sonoma County Fairgrounds with a lot of other people threatened by that wildfire.
13: To think of it coming through Healdsburg and Windsor and into Santa Rosa, that's that's a little like overwhelming and scary, you know, yeah. that it could be that big.
8: In Southern California, the Los Angeles Fire erupted before dawn today and roared up slopes in well-to-do neighborhoods, threatening thousands of homes. Tens of thousands of people were ordered to clear out. Survivors and families of victims of the Islamic State group say the fight against extremism is not over with the death of Islamic State leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. He was responsible for directing attacks by his followers around the world. In Iraq and Syria, he steered his organization into committing acts of brutality on a mass scale, including massacres, beheadings, and the enslavement of women. On Wall Street, the dot by 132 points. More on these stories at townhall.com
3: are you tired of owing back taxes to the irs or state and need relief new guidelines in tax reform have increased the success of the fresh start initiative programs but this won't last long the tax problem solvers have set up a direct line for a free qualification call 1-800-928-7418 put this number in your cell phone 1-800-928-7418 you'll be given the opportunity to speak to tax experts that will analyze your tax situation and explain how you can reduce and even eliminate the Debt. Ignoring the IRS is not an option, and doing so puts you at greater risk of collection enforcement, such as wage garnishments, liens, and bank levies. If you're currently on a payment plan, have unfiled tax returns, or have been denied in the past, new guideline changes may make it possible to qualify now. Make sure to ask us about our free six step guide to reduce your taxes. Call 1 800 928 7418. Again, that's 1 800 928 7418.
21: Hello, I'm Alistair Begg. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular week-long Alaska cruise? We will have our hearts prepared with worship led by Grammy Award-winning Laura Story, and I'll be opening up the scriptures so that we allow scripture to steer our lives as we explore God's eternal truths together. So join me next summer for an unforgettable seven days of cruising. Learn more and register for the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise today. Click the Deeper Faith banner at letstalkfaith.com.
9: Don't miss the 2019 St. Pete YMCA Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, an inspirational morning bringing our community together in prayer and the spirit of unity. Take part in prayer led by community faith leaders and an inspiring address by Emmy-winning actress and author Sonia Manzano from Sesame Street. Mark your calendar for the YMCA of Greater St. Petersburg's Mayor's Prayer Breakfast tomorrow at 7 a.m. at the St. Pete Coliseum. Get tickets at stpetymca.org. That's stpetymca.org.
6: Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Enjoy this special presentation of the Jay Sekulo Show, ordinarily heard right here every day at noon and every day at 5 p.m. on our answer stations.
20: Breaking news. A victory for the United States and the world as U.S. Special Operation Forces kill ISIS caliph, ISIS leader, who is on the run, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, dead at 48.
19: Live from Washington, D.C., Jay Sekulow Live. Last night was a great night for the United States and for the world. A brutal killer, one who has caused so much hardship and death, has violently been eliminated. He will never again harm another innocent man, woman, or child. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. The world is now a much safer place. Phone lines are open for your questions right now. Call 1-800-684-3110.
1: It's a good day for the world and uh, a real
17: blow to the ISIS organization. He was the spiritual leader. He was our heart and soul. He
1: is dead. The caliphate has been destroyed because President Trump changed the rules. And now your
20: host, Jordan Sekulow. So key there. In what is a great day for America and for the world, see the death of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, who declared himself in 2014, July 2014, as the head of ISIS as a caliph, and that the Muslim world should establish a caliphate. And their territorial uh, governance began to grow, not just in Syria and Iraq, but with affiliates around the world uh, who were governing as part of this ISIS caliphate. Remember, uh, it was in July, the same month that the caliphate was declared by Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, that President Obama referred to them as the JV squad, said, you know, you don't just put on a Lakers jersey and become a Laker. Well, uh, totally miscalculated what ISIS would become, the brutality that they would inflict on not just uh, Syrians and Iraqis, not just on Muslims and the Christian minorities, Yazidis and others in the region, but the terrorist attacks they would uh, uh, that would occur around the world, as well as the ISIS-inspired attacks around the world. I mean, you can't even go through all of them in a single broadcast. Now, the caliphate, as Lindsey Graham said, rules of engagement were changed, and the caliphate was destroyed by President Trump and the U.S. military, but based off President Trump's orders— On December of 2018. Since then, people like Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi have been in hiding. Really, he was in hiding since he gave that speech announcing the caliphate. But they went into extreme hiding uh, and have been tracked as a number one priority uh, to be uh, either uh, captured or killed. In this case, it appeared in all likelihood it would have to be a kill mission. Uh, But understand who we're talking about here. This is a man who carried out Beheadings, crucifixions, killed children, women, burned people alive, uh, all these public executions. Uh, this was the most brutal terror group we have seen in modern times. The most, the most, uh, and not only was it brutal, they broadcast their brutality to recruit others, in a sense, knowing that this kind of brutality would in fact help recruitment. So they tapped in to a very scary part of the world and of the human mind to recruit uh, from all over the world, Uh, whether it was Americans uh, or Europeans uh, primarily um, or other Muslims or or people converting to Islam who liked what they saw in these horrific videos. Just remember when they paraded at uh, 21 captured Egyptian Coptic uh, Christians who were working... As construction workers in Libya, they captured them and they put them on in the orange jumpsuit. There were 21 of them and they paraded them on a beach. They would not convert to Islam and they beheaded them one by one. You know what they called them? People of the cross. And they sent it out as a warning to the people of the cross. The president was right when he called Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi at the end. Nothing but a scared, whimpering dog words that mean something by the way in the middle east the media has kind of forgotten that but words that really mean something he was a coward he was a disgrace to the muslim world he was a a disgrace to humanity and it is a great day for the world for the united states that he is dead and no longer with us we'll be right back
6: Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Enjoy this special presentation of the Jay Seculo Show, ordinarily heard right here every day at noon and every day at five p.m. on our answer stations.
20: Welcome back to Jay Seculo Live. Let me play President Trump because I think this is very important. Um, it's an important message to not just for Abu Bakr al Baghdadi, but for all terrorists. And there will still be terrorists who affiliate with ISIS, though the caliphate has been destroyed. There are still terrorists who affiliate with al-Qaeda, though bin Laden and the heir to al-Qaeda, his son, have been killed. Um, there will always be this kind of Islamic extremism for, I think, as long as I'm alive um, that, that aims to attack ultimately the West if it can, but if not, symbols of the West. And one of the symbols they consider of the West is uh, uh, Christianity. And so our brothers and sisters in Christ in the Middle East face this threat uh, most seriously because if they can't get to the West, they use symbols of the West and they see Christianity as a symbol of the West, even though it's a religion that was founded in the same place the religion, the so-called version of Islam they follow, was found in the same exact region of the world. But take a listen to President Trump sending this message to all of uh, would-be terrorists and current terrorists. Uh, organizers. And by the way, backing it up with yet another major blow to ISIS the following day, it hasn't gotten as much attention, but first let's hear from President Trump.
19: Terrorists who oppress and murder innocent people should never sleep soundly, knowing that we will completely destroy them. These savage monsters will not escape their fate, and they will not escape the final judgment of God.
20: Think about that, and let, let's remember not just the thousands, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, who were killed, maimed, and displaced by ISIS. The thousands, tens of thousands of women raped, killed by ISIS. The children raped, killed, even crucified by ISIS. The beheadings, uh, because of their faith, because of, a differ- because of an accusation of uh, even their sexuality, uh, because they would not convert uh, to Islam or they would not join the Islamic state. And let's not forget the Americans that we know were brutally killed by ISIS, Chief War Officer Jonathan Farmer, Stephen Joel Sotloff, James Foley, and Kayla Mueller. You know Kayla Mueller, who was initially a slave, brought uh, captured as a slave to Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Uh, and ultimately killed. I uh, don't have all of those details there, um, but this mission was named after her. It was Operation Mueller, and I want to go right to Skip Ash, who is a senior counsel at the ACLJ and ECLJ and heads our national security practice. Um, he uh, is uh, served in uh, the U.S. Uh, uh, Army and at, uh, both at the Pentagon and at the NATO desk, and has got a significant uh, military background as well as legal background and law of war uh, background. Skip, I want to talk about one the significance here of the mission that was carried out on Saturday. Nothing leaked about this. There was no indication uh, at all. In fact, there was you know all this criticism about the Syria troop pullout. What we do? What were we doing here? What were we doing there? A ceasefire. Between Turkey and the Kurds, which you have to question, too, was the ceasefire part of the strategy here to calm things down so that we could get special operations troops uh, and forces through in the most in the safest way possible? Because we had to go through some into some pretty hostile territory that the U.S. did not normally operate in in Syria.
18: Well, first of all, let's say. Kudos to our men and women in uniform yes. who trained for these types of missions. I just think it's marvelous that they were able to do this, and they trained for this type of thing all the time. Delta Force and the Special Forces Rangers, SEALs, all of these people in all of our armed forces trained to do this. You know, this was one of the most brutal persons uh... living in the world today and even the fellow muslims were turning on him because he was so brutal the uh... it's it's amazing when you have a group like al-qaeda that turns on him because he was too brutal and that's exactly what he was the significance i think is is pretty important first uh... he had proclaimed himself to be the caliph that's god's representative on earth and uh, he just Uh, got killed so uh, I think that takes away the legitimacy of those who may have followed him I think there will be a reaction by some of his followers but at the same time uh, we have established once again that he was not the caliph. he did not enjoy God's favor uh, or else he would have been able to accomplish what he wanted so I think this is significant Uh, there's going to be probably a couple of reactions around the world where people uh, come back but I think uh for the long term, I think it's, it's a significant step. Let's remember historically the Muslims rise for a period of time, cause trouble, and then they go back into a dormant state. Uh, they have to be put down violently each time they rise. This is one of the responses to that, and I give kudos to the president for his decisions.
20: It was interesting, Skip, as well. We don't know yet about all the intelligence that was gathered. We know that they spent hours there gathering intelligence and ultimately destroyed this compound completely. Um, we know, though, that the very next day, and it's not getting reported as heavily, but I, I have a feeling it was probably linked to some intelligence that was gathered right there on site, that the lead spokesperson for ISIS was killed by U.S. Special Operations Forces the very next day in a, in a totally different part of Syria. So while there may be, as you said, those kind of a reaction uh, by uh, those affiliated with ISIS, when we see these major leaders taken down it is ultimately a huge blow to their organizations while there may be the immediate reactions and the true believers that try to carry out you've got the you know a number two who is named uh, by isis as their next uh, leader but the truth is um though the extremism continues and islamic terrorism continues when it comes to this group they lost what they were really known for which was their their caliphate their go- they were a governing body who, had, who held on to a significant portion of land throughout different countries that cross borders. Once they lost that, um, they continued to carry out some brutal attacks, but were basically, as we found out, were hiding in areas that they weren't even in control of, like where ultimately Abu Bakr Baghdadi uh, was uh, was uh, found by our special forces and, uh, and, and terminated. But we're... we're Obviously, gathering a lot of information from what was at that compound. Because very next day, though not reported as heavily, um, the the lead ISIS spokesperson is dead as well.
18: Absolutely, and and there's going to be a morale problem in the long term for these folks. But not just that, they're going to start looking around to find out if anybody in their own ranks was the one who tipped off what was going on. Do they have, you know, a a spy within their own ranks? I think there's going to be some type of uh, reaction, and that mode where they're going to be looking uh, at each other and finding out who is the one who betrayed the leader and, and so forth. And I think that's that's healthy uh, for outside groups to turn that up. And it would not surprise me if there were actually people that did turn him in or give information because uh, a lot of people that have gone there with this uh, idealistic thing that he was going to establish the caliphate and bring in uh, the return of the the uh, you know the, the creation of a totally Islamic world, have been disappointed. Their dreams have been shattered. And it would not surprise me if they realized that this guy was a fraud and therefore they turned on him. And I think there's going to be some type of uh, serious uh, naval gazing on the part of those who are still associated with ISIS.
20: The the men and women in our armed forces take serious risk when they're, you know, even planning for these missions and practicing these missions can be dangerous to their lives because uh, of, again, the risk involved in just the kind of maneuvers they're going to have to make the way they're going to have to fly the helicopters, what the helicopters and who the helicopters are going to have to fly over, and then what kind of response, of course, this is done at at night, um, you're going to receive. And we know that there was a a pretty active um, response to our U.S. military. The fact, uh, Skip, that not a single U.S. member of our our, our armed forces uh, lost their life, only two minor injuries and one minor injury to one of our canines, that was one of the candidates who chased Baghdadi uh, back into that uh, that tunnel, which had no exit. Uh, but again, uh, just to underscore how well prepared our military is, I mean, we you know praise God, no one was injured uh, in the U.S. Uh, military because uh, seriously, that no one lost their life because they were facing real gunfire and bombs going off and suicide vests and all of that. Uh, but it, it just shows you how prepared they can be to operate, even in, in uh, what was likely, uh, com- you know, very dark and very, uh, very uh, difficult situation.
18: Absolutely. I mean, uh, you, the American military's mantra is you uh, train as you will fight. So we conduct very serious, very real uh, time and very uh, similar to combat exercises and periodically you will see reports where members of our armed forces were killed in a training exercise that's because we have to train as we're going to fight and so these guys are very well trained and uh, they went in and demonstrated it.
20: folks when we come back we're going to take your phone calls 1-800-684-3110 and the response by the media pretty fair at first But now there's questions about why didn't Pelosi get informed? Got a call about that. I think it's a good call. We'll take it. 1-800-684-3110. And the Washington Post, just shame on the Washington Post. The White House was right to cancel their subscription to them. The New York Times, I must say, got the headline right. Got to give credit where credit is due. But, I mean, so unfortunate. But great update from Skip there on the military aspects of this and the ramifications. We'll be right back.
9: The annual enrollment for Medicare is coming soon. So we're here at Health Markets, a free service to help make sure you have the right Medicare plan. Mike, there's a lot going on here.
8: There sure is. Health Markets has invented the FIT score to instantly compare thousands of Medicare plans from national insurance companies. In minutes, folks can find out if their current plan is the right fit or if there's another plan that can provide extra coverage and help save money. Best of all, the service is free.
9: So what Medicare benefits could people be missing out on?
8: A lot. Plans with $0 copays, $0 deductibles, and $0 premiums. Plans that include dental and vision coverage, or diabetic supplies, hearing aids, and more at no additional cost. With so many choices, our advice is don't go it alone when there's a free, unbiased service that can help.
21: Go to HealthMarkets.com or call 800-730-1372. That's 800-730-1372. 800-730-1372.
6: Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Enjoy this special presentation of the Jay Seculo Show, ordinarily heard right here every day at noon and every day at 5 p.m. on our answer stations.
20: I know we've been trying to get the information out to you about um, the death of of the ISIS founder, leader, brutal terrorist, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. We wanted to talk about the uh, military significance of the mission itself and and the significance it would mean to ISIS as an organization which no longer operates as a caliphate, uh, but still tries to operate as a terrorist group. No doubt about that. What do you think? I'm asking you uh, listeners to call in and tell us is the significance of the death of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the head of ISIS. And do you think people remember just how brutal this, this organization was not because of what we read about their brutality, but because of the propaganda that they put out, they showed you the burning alive of the Jordanian pilot. They showed you the crucifixions. They showed you the kids being killed. They showed you kids, being used as ex- as executioners, they showed you um, the Coptic Christians being twenty one of them lined up on a beach, put in orange jumpsuits, and um, they're, they're having their throats slit. They put those in videos to help recruit. They tapped into the darkest aspects of the human mind to recruit uh, fellow um, would be uh, caliphate members from all over the world, including the United States a lot of them from Europe, a lot from Northern Africa. Then they developed allegiances as well. I mean, they became what was the most powerful terror organization uh, that we had probably ever seen. And uh, at a worldwide angle, it didn't last very long. It was declared in 2014 as a caliphate by um, Baghdadi. At that one time you see him speaking, he's in a mosque in Mosul, Iraq. And Uh, Ultimately, the caliphate was destroyed in uh, 2018. Uh, Of course, this was uh, an organization that President Obama first labeled as JV, Junior Varsity. Um, Just to go through some examples, the second uh, largest terror attack in history was carried out by ISIS. It was June of 2014 when ISIS killed Uh, unarmed 1,566 Iraqi Air Force cadets in an attack on a camp in Tikrit, Iraq. That is the second deadliest terror attack, not just Islamic, terrorist attack in history. And, of course, the deadliest by ISIS, number one being 9-11, number two being this attack by ISIS. You may remember the series of attacks that kind of led to the caliphate becoming led up to the announcement of, of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, making the announcement that they would declare caliphates so the beginning uh, year of ISIS in 2013, where over 700 people were dead and 1,000 injured after attacks in Iraq in April and May of 2013. Maybe October 2015, when ISIS bombed a flight en route from Egypt to St. Petersburg that killed 224. The Nover- November 2015 Paris attacks, remember at the Bataclan Theater, during the concert shootings, suicide bombings, hostage takings, 131 killed, 413 injured. In Baghdad in 2016, uh, 300 killed in July, injured over 200 because of bombings. In the Philippines of May of 2017, uh, you had uh, terrorists burning schools and and killing and other buildings, killing 593 people. The J- June 2017 London. ISIS attack where the van drove into pedestrians and three men started stabbing people in nearby bars, eight killed, 48 injured. July of 2018, you saw a string of suicide bombings in Syria, killing at least 246 people. In 2019, in April, Sri Lanka, of course, on Easter, targeting Christians, 259 Christians uh, killed and over 500 injured, 45 of the dead christians on easter sunday killed by isis bombings were children they targeted three churches in sri lanka and of course this is just a sample the new york times put out the full list we don't have time to go through it today i mean the full list of all of the isis and isis inspired uh terror attacks that occurred while isis existed uh, again in the in the time period between uh, kind of their beginning in 2013 and their end in uh, 2019, 2018, 2019, um, at the end of the caliphate, the end of 2018, 2019. But first, we thank our troops uh, uh, who planned this mission, the intelligence community, and our allies who worked on figuring out where Baghdadi was. Uh, he did not make many public appearances all. In fact, since he made that Mo- Mosul speech in uh, uh, 2014, he was never really seen again. So it was all a, a game of, of intelligence and figuring out human, both human intel and electronic intelligence, uh, where he was. And then we thank our U.S. troops who went in right into harm's way to kill uh, this coward who, as President Trump said, died like a whimpering dog. And let me underscore, because we've got guests on, Andy uh, Economo as well as Harry Hutchinson. Andy the, the, the symbolism of the use of the word dog there. To Americans, I know we elevate the dog as kind of like man's best friend. In the Muslim world, that is not the truth. Probably the only the worst thing you could call someone in the Muslim world than a dog is a pig. And so to to use that language, the president wasn't just saying that to sound tough and mean and to belittle Baghdadi, but he was sending a message to the Muslim world. As, this guy that some of you followed as a leader, as a caliph, blessed by God, died like the whimpering a whimpering dog—that means something in the Muslim world. It
23: means a lot. It means the worst, the lowest. It's like throwing shoes at people that happened to President Bush at that news conference, if you remember. Symbolism has a great uh, ha- has a great uh, role that it plays in everything. Uh, these uh, symbolic attacks that occur, uh, Jordan, that you went through with Christians on Christian uh, holidays, such as Easter and Christmas, those are not just happenstance. Those are planned and they're intentional. And to call them a dog and that he was actually snuffed out by a military dog is even sort of doubly horrendous. Uh, This person who the New Washington Post called the senior spiritual advisor and who described him as messianic and who said that he had lines uh, traceable to Mohammed, uh, a religious scholar, elevating uh, somebody uh, from St. Thomas Aquinas' Uh, to uh, really uh, Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin. Uh, that Those headlines and that article made me nauseated to read that. But, yes, dog is what he was, and dog is what he died as.
20: Uh, let, let me go uh, quickly to Harry Hutchinson as well. Harry, um, we're going to talk about in the second half hour, uh, especially how some of the media just got this absolutely wrong in trying to, I guess, politically correct politically correctly describe um this leader and how you describe him after he was killed but i just want to remind people it wasn't actually a u.s bullet or bomb that ultimately led to uh, abu Bak- abu abu uh baghdaddy's al Baghdadi's death it was a suicide vest he was wearing and he grabbed three kids Along the way, which I think just, you know, when when Donald Trump says he'll have to answer to God just for that, he'll have to answer to God of dragging three children to their certain death, as President Trump said, uh, this was the worst of the worst.
4: Yes. So one of the world's most wanted criminals died cowardly, despite the Washington Post attempt to whitewash Baghdadi's brutality. We will talk about that when we come back. 1-800-684-3110,
20: second half hour coming up. How some in the mainstream media just, they got it so wrong. I mean, it took them three times to get a headline right and and a half-hearted, not even apology. Give us a call as well to be on the show, 1-800-684-3110.
16: Hi, this is Jim Daly inviting you to join me in Tampa on November 13th for Focus on the Family Live. Join us for a live taping of the Focus on the Family broadcast with popular speaker and author Emily Colson, plus live music from Aaron Schust, and more. A limited number of free tickets are available, so register today.
21: Register for your free tickets to Focus on the Family Live, November 13th, here in Tampa. Details at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com.
6: Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Enjoy this special presentation of the Jay Seculo Show, ordinarily heard right here every day at noon and every day at 5 p.m. on our answer stations.
1: Live from Washington, D.C.,
0: Jay Seculo Live. And now, your host,
20: Jordan Seculo. Welcome back to Jay Seculo Live. I don't want you to forget that uh, my dad was the author, I was one of the co authors of the rise of isis it was a number one new york times bestseller it was published back in uh, i think june of 2015 so just after uh the declaration that there was this caliphate and it was before anyone took isis seriously and we did and uh the book again because of uh, us taking it seriously and kind of as we were writing it isis was on the rise as as the book title says And starting to take more and more territory, become more and more brutal. And suddenly the world had this problem on their hands, a serious problem on their hands to deal with, not just isolated in Syria and Iraq, but it was spreading throughout North Africa, spreading into Europe, spreading into the United States of America as well as they were recruiting from all over the world and affiliating with other Islamic terror groups uh, throughout uh, the world as well. That book, The Rise of ISIS, was the first book on the Islamic State. It was a number one New York Times bestseller, and it was written uh, before anyone before anyone uh, uh, took ISIS, including our president, President Obama at the time, took them seriously. So it's still available if you go to places like Amazon, um, uh, still available through Kindle, uh, but The Rise of ISIS, a threat we can't ignore. Uh, don't forget that as a number one New York Times bestseller it actually it hit that new york times list at november 1st of 2014 so that must have been the second release of the paperback that was the updated release of the paperback in 2015 it hit the new york times list so it was 2014 so i mean this book was right on the cusp of isis becoming anything and we knew that this was a danger and a threat and and a lot of people wanted to learn about this group and it became that number one new york times bestseller the rise of isis in my new book The Next Red Wave, which is available from uh, a lot of different places if you go to thenextredwave.com. We spend a a significant amount of time talking about how difficult it was dealing with the Obama administration on getting them to recognize that what ISIS was doing was, in fact, a genocide of religious minorities. And finally, ultimately, they and the United Nations took those steps. But we, we go through in the book. So it's part of the Next Red Wave, too. Because in the Next Red Wave, what we want to do is remind you what it's like when you don't have a Trump type administration in power and you're dealing with a group like ISIS that isn't being taken seriously like it wasn't by the past administration. and so that elections very serious, including the upcoming election November 3rd of 2020. If you want to check that book out again,' it's still very new. The next red wave and it's relevant to these topics as well. nextredwave.com has all the different places you can uh, buy the book online, whether you want the hardback, the ebook, Uh, The audio book, and of course, it's in bookstores as well. If your bookstore sold out of it, they will order the book for you if you'd like to do it that way as well. But I I also wanted to remind you that from that book being published in 2014, The Rise of ISIS, which is number one uh, New York Times bestseller, to The Next Red Wave, which was just published in in September of 2019, um, the the threat from ISIS was still real. And we were still using really ISIS as an example also of good, how, how you defeat Terrorism and how you how you recognize it, so that you can uh, t- use all international options available to defeat it, and then the other side of it, which is the, you know, calling it the JVT, and I'll give you this kind of as we go into the next break, and then we're going to get really into detail here and take some of your phone calls as well one six6843110 The Washington Post, their obituary, they had to publish three for Abu Bakr Baghdadi The first was pretty strong. It said, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, Islamic State's terrorist-in-chief, dies at 40. Dies at 48. I'm good with that. Very strong headline uh, there for his obituary. But that didn't last long. Like, it lasted minutes. So they got criticized for that. Their second obituary was outrageous. I got this out on my social media Facebook and Twitter yesterday. But many of you may not have seen this yet. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State... Dies at 48. That is just, it's disgusting. And the extreme backlash that Washington Post received was justified. Finally, they got their headline, third headline, it was fine. Abu Bakr al Baghdadi, extremist leader of Islamic State, dies at 48.
22: All right, St. Paul, Minnesota, and Dan. Hello, Dan Dennis Prager.
2: The reason I'm calling is I saw the movie last night, No Safe Spaces. I just thought it was awesome.
22: It is awesome.
2: Powerful, entertaining,
22: and terrifying. Why did I make the movie No Safe Spaces with my friend Adam Carolla? Because we're living in perilous times. <laughs> Has turned violent.
13: There's no free speech for fascists.
22: You should be able to share ideas without being fired from your job or shouted down.
15: I want your job to be taken from you.
22: No safe spaces will make you want to laugh and cry. But Hollywood does not want you to see this movie. You won't see it on Netflix or Amazon. The only place you can watch this movie is at the theater. No safe spaces. Every American should see this. No Safe Spaces is rated PG-13. For ticket information, go to nosafespaces.com.
6: In theaters, Friday, November 8th. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Enjoy this special presentation of the Jay Sekulo Show, ordinarily heard right here every day at noon and every day at 5 p.m. on our answer stations.
20: I really want to get your thoughts on this throughout the show, and that is how significant you believe the death of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the head of ISIS, is for the U.S. and the world uh, in its fight against Islamic terrorism. And just your opinion. I mean, and there's no wrong or right opinion. Uh, I just want to see how kind of folks around the country are interpreting this. And if you'd like to, again, provide your opinion, you have time to do it by getting on the show today at 1-800-684-3110. That's one 800 Before getting back into a full explanation of the Washington Post not being able to figure out how to write a headline Uh, Because of political correctness about a brutal terrorist leader who raped and killed uh, thousands, who crucified, beheaded, and burned people alive, um, uh, who tried to destroy uh, Christianity, destroy other religious minorities, took women as slaves, um, and then killed them, including an American, uh, which this operation, Operation uh, Mueller, was named after. Um, uh, uh, Again, and not being able to get the headline right, I did want to take Scott's call colorado because scott's been hanging on this is some kind of criticism about this um and the president was asked about it in the press conference following and so uh scott's been hanging on let's make sure scott gets a copy of uh, the next red wave which also gets into isis as well and how the previous administration was dealing with it versus this administration how different it has been scott welcome to jsekio live you're on the air
3: okay jordan thanks for my call yes I have a comment, and I'll finish with a question for you. Um, Yeah, I've been watching liberal media, too, the MSDNCs of the world, (laughs) who are denouncing this as a victory, even though they praised Obama for taking out bin Laden in 2010. But the Dems are complaining now that the Speaker of the House was not informed, and I don't know the protocol on this, but it seems to me that Dems are fully untrustworthy with information. They have a whistleblower addiction, and I would ask, who are they more committed to? Is their hatred for the president force them to be more supportive of an al-Baghdadi than our nation or even mankind?
20: Yeah, I think, listen, he has no obligation. Uh, one of the congressmen was on this morning, and it may have been Kissinger, and all he said was if the president had an obligation to inform Congress about every special operations uh, uh, event that was occurring around the world all the time, Congress wouldn't even be able to do function. So the president had no obligation to inform Congress or any member of Congress, about this operation. Could he choose to if he wanted to? Yes. Could he choose the members he wanted to inform? Yes, absolutely. But he had zero obligation under any laws, under the Constitution, under under any rules uh, to to notify anyone, and I think he was completely justified with this many lives on the line, including, we're talking about, American lives on the line and the ability to take out such a brutal, the number one wanted uh, terrorists in the world um, to risk telling someone like Pelosi or Schiff because of their political leadership roles, even though, you know, their offices are known for leaking, uh, would have been a bad decision. And he noted that he didn't hide his decision about that. That's why he didn't tell them he doesn't he didn't trust them with the information when, when it's U.S. lives that we're going to be at risk. And while ultimately it is the U.S. military and intelligence services who deserve the praise for being able to carry it out, it is the president who has to make the call to, to send the troops in, knowing that, that most of the time these kind of well-planned attacks don't turn out as well as this one did. Um, you may still get your target, uh, but you suffer losses. And uh, fortunately this time, it turned out extremely well. Just a couple of minor injuries to our troops and one minor injury to our dog. But, Scott, absolutely no other, no requirement for notification. I want to get back to the Washington Post thing because I think this is what is so outrageous. Washington Post, we can put up on the screen for Facebook and Periscope, but, but just listen closely if you're, uh, like most of our audience, on radio. And it's on my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com uh, forward slash Jordan Seculo ACLJ. I tweeted it out as well. Their first obituary headline for Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was fine. It was actually pretty strong. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, Islamic State's terrorist-in-chief, dies at 48. Now, that only lasted minutes, which means the Islamic world or some kind of politically correct liberals said, oh, that's too strong to call him terrorist-in-chief, so we've got to change it. The second headline is what caused just extreme totally justified backlash against the Washington Post. Uh, Sean Hannity said it well, too. Uh, um, uh, But this was the second headline. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. Now, before we get to what they finally, uh, when they finally kind of got their headline right, let me go uh, to uh, first to Andy, then to Harry, their reactions to an obituary for, someone is I mean, we've gone through the brutality on the show today without people being too disgusted to even listen. I mean that's sometimes when you're talking about all of ISIS brutality, it is disgusting and disturbing under, and and uh and I don't I want people to be listening to the broadcast and get educated. The fact that in that headline you wouldn't if you weren't really well informed, so you didn't know the name of the ISIS leader, um you'd say this so someone who was very religious scholar and uh austere um, died at 48 years old, and he was involved with this Islamic State thing. I mean, it doesn't even tell you the story about what you're who you're reading an obituary about.
23: No, I mean austere religious leader could be, as as I've said, it could be Saint Augustine. It could be it could be any one of the apostles of Christ to to to, to describe them as an austere religious leader at the helm of the Islamic State is not to characterize him for the bloodthirsty tyrant. Mass executioner, killer, murderer that he was. And when you read the article, Jordan, it really makes you sick because they say that they're saying this Islamic State uh, mirrors its leader, a messianic figure. Do you know what that means? You are liking him to the Messiah, to the chosen of God. To the coming of the, into the world of someone like Christ the Savior, drawn to the harshest interpretation of Islamic texts, like a rabbi who reads seriously the text of the Torah, sees with the conviction that dissenters should be put to death. Uh, these are statements, that, and, then, and then call him a canny pragmatist. Uh, and then I went on and just looked at this uh, uh, article, and it made me sick. It, it really— Uh, Characterize for me the kind of trashy publication that the washington post has become and is uh i remember particularly what you mentioned lining up 21 persons on the shores of the mediterranean all of whom were coptic christians one sub-saharan african who said i am with them i don't know what they believe but i'm with them and then executing them by cutting their throats this is the kind of people, person who they characterize as an austere religious scholar at yeah. the helm of Islam? I don't think so. ISIS described those
20: 21 who were executed that day on that beach in those orange jumpsuits by uh, slitting their throats as people of the cross and enemies of Islam. People of the cross. I mean, they, it, you can't get any more specific uh, than that. Followers of Jesus Christ. Christians. Um, and the, finally, the Washington Post headline so this is the this is the third time and this was all happening in a matter of what like less than an hour yeah less than an hour they kind of get it right uh so so, (laughs) abu Bakr I Baghdadi, extremist leader of islamic state dies at 48 that's about i guess as good as you could imagine washington post would get to but then harry they they took it a step further they had their vp of communications i mean this is how bad it got for washington post yesterday which, to me, it just underscored, you know, we talk about fake news in you know, the next red wave. We talk about that in the book. We talk about how the media is just so biased and so politically correct that they can't even get out basic facts anymore uh, because it may be offensive to people. It may just be too too truthful, too honest. This is what their VP of Communications tweeted out, Harry. Regarding our al-Baghdadi obituary, the headline should never have read that way, and we changed it quickly. How else could you read austere religious scholar at helm of at helm of Islamic State dies at 48? I mean, they're blaming the
4: way I read it as the
20: reason they had to change it. Uh, They didn't apologize Uh, for the headline.
4: This is uh, certainly the Washington Post's finest hour in an ironic sense. It exposes them as transparent apologists for one of the world's most brutal leaders. Uh, Baghdadi was nothing more than a walking atrocity. He was not an apostle of scholarly research, as the Washington Post seems to suggest. They go on to say that he was an austere religious scholar with wire-framed glasses and no known aptitude for fighting and killing. Um, they kept that in
20: the obituary. I want
4: people to know they, they may have taken it out of in the headline, the ta- they kept but all that, that language in the about tax. how he was obs-
20: obscure academic and a professor of Islamic law and a steer—that was all in the obituary. They just they just hid that from you after the headline got so much backlash,
4: right, Harry? Absolutely. And so, rather than listing all of the attacks inspired by Baghdadi in Paris, in Sri Lanka, in London, in the Philippines, in the Philippines. Um, And the hundreds of thousands of people killed in the Syrian civil war uh, by ISIS. uh, The Washington Post wants to almost give him an award.
20: Tell you who got it right. We come back to the New York Times. We'll read that headline for you. They got it right.
17: National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base faster than you can keep up. It's as if they have a backroom of digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. And it's not a pretty sight. What if you could beat them with your own minions? You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? We've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital Audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com, connecting you with new customers.
6: Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Enjoy this special presentation of the Jay Seculo Show, ordinarily heard right here every day at noon and every day at 5 p.m. on our answer stations.
20: if you flash back to like what 1945 I guess and, and the Washington Post headline was a misunderstood painter and orator dead at 56 if they were talking about Adolf Hitler that, that that's what it was like that that second headline they had to change it was like if the first headline was slaughter of of millions um, in death camps dead at 56 oh that's too offensive uh, so we have to change it to a misunderstood painter and orator dead at 56 i mean and then switch it back to something else i have to give credit to new york times their headline was clear it was fair as it should be this should not be political at all this should be a time when americans unite of course it becomes partisan immediately um unfortunately but the new york times got it right their headline abu Bakr al Baghdadi. ISIS leader known for his brutality is dead at 48. See, they they made sure to get in there, in the headline for his obituary, exactly about what, what was he known for, not just being the head of ISIS, but for specifically the brutality uh, that he inflicted and that he encouraged others to inflict. And there's been outrage, too, from the Muslim world. Um, uh, one of the MSNBC uh, contributors uh Uh, and this is again on MSNBC, wrote this to the Washington Post. Wow. Washington Post has now decided that Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the world's most wanted terrorist whose reign of terror killed and oppressed millions of Muslims, is an austere, quote, austere religious scholar. What a joke headline. He said instead, you should write Washington Post, the world's most wanted terrorist who killed, terrorized, and oppressed millions of Muslims during his reign of terror has died in a U.S. operation. That's coming not from some Fox News contributor, but a contributor to MSNBC and someone who, again, their position would be, I think, considered uh, to the left. It gets even crazier, though, um, because there's this talk about, uh, do we have the sound of President Trump referring to him as, as the dog? Let, I want to play that for people just to kind of set this up because it gets even crazier from some Hollywood liberals. Not kidding you. Hollywood liberals as well. And if you want to... Uh, Talk to us on air, 1-800-684-3110. But listen to President Trump.
19: Last night was a great night for the United States and for the world. A brutal killer, one who has caused so much hardship and death, has violently been eliminated. He will never again harm another innocent man, woman, or child. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. The world is now a much safer
20: place. This is what Jamie Lee Curtis tweeted, Hollywood liberal, maybe tweeting too quickly. um, She tweeted this. He may have died a coward, but all living, she tweeted to Donald Trump, but all living things suffer when they are blown up. Anyone who's experienced warfare, unlike yourself, would know that. War is brutal. Dogs are brave, bold, loyal, loving, and healing. As Dana on Facebook wrote, it's poetic how the military canine is a hero here in America. It's in America where we understand the dog is one of man's best friends and is a major asset to uh, policing uh, and military operations um, uh, and their trade uh, to do so. But saying that he died like a whimpering dog means something in the Muslim world. So people, you know, these immediate reactions um, uh, from the left and from leftists in Hollywood, too, this is what Nate Silver wrote back. Again, not a, a Trump supporter. You know, He does the 538, does all the tracking numbers. He wrote back, it's really amazing how many liberals can't even permit Trump to have one good day after U.S. forces kill perhaps the world's most wanted terrorists. And I think, you know, as we kind of finish out uh, today's broadcast, that's, that was kind of the absurdity of yesterday that I felt, is that, you know, when Osama bin Laden was killed, I celebrated it, and I celebrated President Obama. I didn't always like his tactics. I didn't like the way he was even handling ISIS, but but we celebrated it as Americans. And yet, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the head of ISIS is killed and Donald Trump is getting booed at a baseball game last night. This just shows you how different America is a few years later. Andy.
23: Yes, uh, regrettably it's not the country I grew up in and the change is not always good. But when I hear newspapers like the Washington Post Uh, who refuse to admit the brutality of this person who carried out mass crucifixions, turned female captives into slaves, executed prisoners by stoning, hacking, burning them alive, always with his blessing, always at his supervision, direction, and control. And they can't admit that, and they can only implicitly say it within the context of his military operation and his brilliance in the pulpit— of the Islamic world, it really makes me ill to, to read articles like that. Give the president his due. The president presided over this operation. He is due, has the credit ultimately for it. Uh, and it is uh, the dog of the Muslim world, really, as someone has said on Facebook here, how poetic that the military canine is the hero here yep. in America because the person who perfected the art of terror. Al Baghdadi died like a whimpering dog. And you know, Jay Jay um, Jordan is something really interesting. He took his children with him. Ugh. You know who else took his children with him? Joseph Goebbels in the Hitler bunker killed every one of his children so that they would not have to live in a post non Hitler world. This is the kind of person Al Baghdadi was. And these are children
20: who, um, again, may not have been able to grow up in the best of circumstances, but they wouldn't have necessarily They were young. By all accounts, they wouldn't have been blamed for their father's atrocities and, and could have been taken care of and had a chance at life. And Instead, I think in a, in a final reminder of just how brutal and disgusting every member of ISIS was and the fate of, of every ISIS uh, fighter that, that has died at the hands of the U.S. military or others, uh, whether it's by bombings, by guns, and those who will continue to be hunted down by our U.S. military is well-deserved, is by this final act of cowardice by by Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. And, and Harry, it wasn't just by him being prepared to take his own life to avoid capture and interrogation, but by taking three children along with him, which, again, it was the end of a tunnel, he wasn't going to be captured alive, so he wasn't using trying to use them as kind of hostages. It was another act of just a lack of care of human life on Earth, of brutality, of this, this his disturbed nature. And unfortunately, that, that disturbing nature that his organization was able to tap into around the world that we've got to be so careful uh, about in the future, they used this imagery. They use this kind of brutality to actually recruit men and women to come and leave their comfortable lives and join them, and I think we have to—that's what we have to watch out for in the future. Because
4: as Andy said our world has changed. Absolutely. So, Albeck Daddy's um, uh, last act, killing his own children, is simply a perfect metaphor of both his life and his philosophy. And the perniciousness of his philosophy was on full display. But notwithstanding that, notwithstanding his horrific record, the Washington Post, perhaps suffering from what might be called a Trump derangement syndrome, simply suggests that he was an austere scholar. You cannot make this nonsense up. I'm proud of my
20: president. I'm kind of disgusted by the fans at the baseball game last night. I don't think they would have done that to President Obama after it was announced that Bin Laden was killed. I'm proud of our country and our troops. We'll talk to you tomorrow.